0: Toku Secrets is a podcast run by the Anime Secrets website. Check us out at AnimeSecrets.org for more anime, video game, tokusatsu content. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to
1: podcasts today. Hey everybody, it's Jason from Powerage Time Force and you're watching Toku Secrets Podcast. Welcome to Toku Secrets. Join us as we journey into the marvelous world of Super Sentai. Common Rider, Power Rangers, and many other Tokyo Get ready for the adventure of a lifetime. It's Morphin Time! Link to the Morphin. I'm Nathan Desaad, the dazzling adventurer, Spoken Silver.
2: I'm Patrick Allen, I'm Shinkin Red.
3: And I'm Ruthwan Mershan, Go Kyle Red. And I'm Anthony Davis,
1: also known
0: as Curie Green. And, and we're Tokyo Secrets. Tunk
1: all right, so today, guys, uh, you guys have—we've been waiting to do this for a while. Uh, so, as pretty much everybody should know, uh, Power Rangers Cosmic Fury has dropped. It dropped on Netflix in late September of 2023, and uh, we all of us did our review of uh, Dino Fury season one and season two, although. Patrick wasn't with us, although he's told us. Apparently, did you like Dino Fury like us, Patrick?
2: Uh, if if I wanted to separate Dino Fury and Cosmic Fury as like two separate as two separate things, I would probably put it in my top five. Like oh, I genuinely, okay. the fir- the first season was a little bit dull at times, but the second season, man, was just constant, nonstop good good writing. Mm.
0: So
3: yeah,
1: yeah, hundred percent.
3: Yeah, I'm in the same boat, kind of, I think. Mm -hmm. I haven't decided where in top five or if it's, like, top
1: six, but definitely it's up there. Yeah. But yeah, we did our reviews of Dino Fury Seasons 1 and 2, and now we're going to be doing Cosmic Fury because for the first time since the Zordon era, we have one season that ends that transitions right to the next season, in this case, Cosmic Fury. So... We're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Uh, I'll give a brief recap of all the stuff that happened in season two. Uh, yeah. So Tarek, uh, the season began with Tarek reviving his wife, uh, Centura, but she turned out to be she actually turned into a villain called Voy Queen. She, which was ad- adapted from the Tokugur villain uh, Madame Noir, uh, and she was obsessed with destroying humanity for some reason. I and mean, then Tarek briefly defected, but then he got brainwashed and turned into Void King. Uh, the Rangers had a brief encounter with Lord Zed. If you guys remember our review of uh, Season 1, you'll know that Lord Zed revived in Season 1. And they defeated him uh, with uh, the help of the Green Morphin Master, who imprisoned him in a crystal. And uh, there was a huge fight between the Void Queen and her forces, during which Amelia discovered that she is actually a Rathconian and she is actually the child of Tarek and Centura. And she was, and they were being evacuated from Area 62 and then left her in the care of uh, her Pop-Pop. And through that, Amelia was able to get through to Tarek and Centura and, you know, stop them. Zado used the Dino Master Saber to sacrifice himself and the Zords to destroy her nemesis beast. And then six months later, you know, everything seemed all... A uh, happy handy dandy until Zedo arrived and revealed that Lord Zed had escaped imprisonment, and and the season ended with the Rangers departing to areas unknown as they prepared to battle against Lord Zed.
3: Now, so, one thing I want to add here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Cosmic Fury is also the first season. To main, like, it's the first time we get three seasons in a row with the exact same team of Rangers with nobody sifting in and out. Yep. Because in Mighty Morphin, even, we had the Stone Canyon trio and Kat step in at one point or the other. Yep. To replace former Rangers.
1: And even from like the Zio, Mighty Morphin to Zio timeline, you technically had Tanya, who was never a Ranger before, replacing Aisha and uh the um from uh m- from the turbo thing you know they had to abandon justin and then they became space rangers yeah so yeah yeah the full team is actually going between that and even uh even to zeo to turbo you know they yeah. had to let rocky go so justin could join so yeah
3: so i know we had patrick kind of said it's in its top five but I'd love to hear some more thoughts of his on Dino Fury because we've given our thoughts, the three of us, on it. But we haven't really had Patrick give it have a chance to present his like likes and dislikes of the Dino Fury stuff.
1: Yeah, of course. Go ahead, Patrick. Yeah, I'll,
2: I'll, I'll try to be brief about it because I know we got a lot to go over. But um, like I said, I thought the like the pacing and everything in the first season was a little bit dry at times, but I think that had more so to do with Nickelodeon's overly strict mandates than anything else. Cause I know that the second season went to Netflix and they kind of took the restraints off. Void Knight might be one of the most interesting characters they've ever done for power Rangers in terms of antagonists, because he was never really evil per se. He was just being overly aggressive in how he went about trying to get his goal accomplished and he, he he had brought an interesting dynamic in the second season when void queen went out of control um the entire cast was good like getting to know each of their families and stuff was a very welcome addition because you don't get that with power ranger teams too often or even sentai teams for that matter so when they had like emotional family payoff moments they actually hit pretty hard because you got to know their their personal lives and stuff and everything and the the finale was pretty intense um things i didn't particularly like i don't know um probably could have done without jane and (laughs) jayborg (laughs)
0: <laughs> probably my biggest. We said that Thank you. Big thing. Thank
2: you. I'm not. I'm not even joking. When every time when it got to the part that was obviously their segment, I was like, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> I don't want to see this. <laughs> I don't want to see this.
3: So, um, Pat, Pat, I have to ask you because I know this is something mm-hmm. that Anthony and Nathan have been strong proponents of throughout season one <laughs> and two. Mm-hmm. they can't stand ion and I'm very indifferent to the guy what do you think of ion
2: he's definitely one of the weakest sixth Rangers and power Rangers just because yeah. he is <sighs> let me put it this way you know how you see Jan yeah where you like everything he does just infuriates you to his core I'm not gonna say ion is as bad as him but he, he kind not. of invokes the he invokes that same feeling of frustration. Yeah. Where it's like, if you just sat down and thought for two seconds longer than you did, you'd realize what you did was a stupid idea. Yeah. <laughs> but he never does. So, but I don't think he's a bad character. His personality is annoying.
3: Yeah, and that's the difference between him and Zahn. Zahn's honestly a very bad character because he's written badly. Ion is not a bad character. He just has an irritating personality. Yeah. And so I make that distinction as well of like, okay, Ion is you know, he's meant to be annoying, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah it's it's when they wrote him centered around the Rafcon or his RaphCon heritage and stuff. I think he's written better. Yeah,
0: it's like I was actually on board with how he was the one that was against the Rathconians doing this whole. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was actually really good, and I liked his character to that point. But then, as the story continued, he got worse. I'm just like, oh.
2: Yeah, I think I think something that would have helped him out more is if they had drawn out him and Zayto's kind of not seeing eye to eye thing instead of leaving it to just one episode. Yeah. Yeah, like right after he came back. That should have been stretched out to like two or three episodes or something, but exactly. You know, he's still not Sam, who's probably the worst Sixth Ranger in Power Rangers.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean.
3: Okay, can we yeah. even consider Sam a Sixth Ranger too?
2: He falls under the cat- classification. Yes, but so. his character
3: barely existed.
2: Yeah, that's why he's the worst one. <laughs> yeah that's why he's the worst six ranger because he doesn't have a character
1: good did we want to do we want to yeah, jump all right cool so we have our uh, first episode called lightning strikes uh we're, and we're going to go over this uh episode by episode and give our thoughts so uh Uh, the episode actually opens up with probably like one of the most uh, epic shots ever where we see the Rangers still in their Dino Fury suits. Uh, They're fighting against uh, the Morphin Masters are there too. And they're fighting against uh, Zed's forces. they are these on the planet Zordina. And we actually have new foot soldiers here. They're called Zentinels, uh, which uh, these are actually very unique foot soldiers. Uh, So a couple of things. Uh, They're the first... um, power rangers exclusive foot soldiers since the robo rangers from the uh from the um dimensions in danger uh crossover episode they're the first regular um, american af- exclusive foot soldiers since the tyrannodrones <clears throat> from power Pal- dino thunder and they're also the first foot soldiers that can et- that can speak since the Bluehead Crybots from uh spd so that's pretty cool uh just brief off. What do you guys think of the Sentinels? I mean,
3: so I will. I will say I really enjoyed the Sentinel suit for what it was in the circumstances we got him under. I honestly. So we we're currently working on the audio drama podcast as well, simultaneous to this. Yeah. And whenever I whenever I started re-listening to the audio drama podcast the Lord Zed foot soldiers in the audio drama, I can see them being sentinels now. Yeah. Like they fit that bill really well. And, you know, while there's a couple of cosmetic things about the sentinels that, um, I think if they had put a little bit extra care on, making sure the suits were tight fitting and they weren't like kind of flimsy. Cause there are a couple of scenes when they're fighting Mm -hmm. that you can see the costume kind of kind of falling apart here and there it's not really noticeable but i've watched cosmic fury two and a half times right now (laughs) so i catch some of these smaller details by this point
4: yeah
1: i think that look i i well, okay. First of all, these are easily a lot better foot soldiers for Lord Z than in Mighty Morphin the Z putties because those things could get destroyed so easily. Wait for the Z <laughs> Yeah, hit
2: hit the kill me here hit, hit me what? here switch. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I mean, the power button.
1: <laughs> they look a little too much like they might be based off of. Uh, um, that Xborgs or Gorman from Super Megaforce slash uh, slash um, I was I was, Geiger, thinking,
2: but... I was thinking I was thinking what was the name of the in space Oh Quantrons.
1: Yeah that's what oh, I was, was thinking
2: they, yeah. they look like they look like Quantrons with a little bit of Zed style
3: to them and and that's where I was going with it as well Yeah mm-hmm. No but they there's... definitely have that
1: feature. But then again, I mean they're not. It's still not the worst offense because the Tyrannodrones from Dino Thunder looked like you know ripoffs of the Stingwingers from Lost Galaxies. So they yeah. look better. They look better <laughs> as original foot soldiers than the Tyrannodrones. Oh yeah, in honesty.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: and I mean they're not bad foot soldiers. Like I would probably rank them
1: top ten, top fifteen category. Yeah, uh, I. I don't know if I put them ahead of uh, Quantrons and quibots, uh, no. but still pretty cool.
3: No, but they're definitely up there in, mm-hmm. like, cool-looking footstools. They're better than a lot of things we've gotten mm-hmm. across the years, you know? Yeah. I mean,
2: I, like, five or six years ago, we literally had a group of enemies called the Loogies. Okay.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> what was that Who season? Ne- Which one was that?
2: mega
1: Megaforce. Oh, Lord. Yeah.
2: I forgot. Who... Who calls an enemy that? <laughs> Something that you hawk and
0: spit out. Yeah, that's 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 very terrifying. Yeah, no, no. <sighs> <laughs> Look, I
2: have to call I guess I know. It's
0: like
2: it's the gargling noise.
3: <laughs> but I also like. I know Nathan hasn't gotten to this point in the point to plot yet, but I also like the very obvious symbology for Brazilian Nair on the Sentinels' uniform yeah so that they're owned by Brazilian Nair. oh yeah you're right i didn't catch that
1: yeah no they have a little belt yeah. buckle for it yeah or something yeah and that so that lets us uh transition to like the next thing so we get introduced to new villains uh riz just said her name Nair, and we also meet her daughter squillia i think I'm pretty sure both of these villains are original. Like, they don't come from the, from the Sentai. Let me. From I'm any actually going like, to try to
0: look thought, it up real quick just to be sure. I, I
1: know, I know Bajillionaires It doesn't have a counterpart because I just saw it on Ranger Wiki. Uh, so, I, yeah, I mean, they're like Scrozzle because I know Scrozzle doesn't have a Sentai counterpart. Uh,
4: oh.
1: But, uh, so bajillionaire is the ceo of an evil weapons company called squid Inc. Inc., which (laughs) that's still power rangers but that's still pretty cool um and they're actually responsible for freeing zed from his imprisonment and uh meanwhile uh as the rangers are fighting uh they actually meet some uh, new allies they encounter mick the uh the mentor character from Power Rangers Ninja Steel, who also appeared in the first season of uh, Dino Fury as well. He was literally uh, the only good thing
0: about Ninja Steel. Like, literally the one of the only good things about that show. Yeah, there's barely anything else.
1: He would...
3: Yeah, because he tried to be a good mentor, but... You know, we're not going to go there, Anthony. We're going to hold on. Yeah, we'll hold on. Yeah, we'll hold on that. Because... Cause I felt, I felt the rant master button being needed here. Yeah. To steal a phrase from the, uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't feel like pressing that. I don't feel like pressing that figurative button right this
0: second. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. when we get to it. Is all I'm
3: saying. Mm, I hope we never get to it.
0: No, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get to it. Cause I'm, I'm I, like, I said, I'm going to rant about something, but we'll get to it in a second.
1: Hmm. Okay. Carry on. But they also encounter, and uh, to be fair, it was kind of spoiled to us a little bit because they leaked the opening, but I don't care. This is still awesome. They meet the man, the myth, the legend himself, the OG Blue Ranger, Billy Cranston. Now, his entrance isn't as epic as I kind of wish that it would be, but no big deal. But who cares? Billy's here. Let's all rejoice in Mm -hmm. that. And uh, they were actually on Zordina together uh, on a research trip. Um, they, uh, it was kind of speculation on what, on, you know, what they were doing, but it's actually kind of a spoil, not too much of a spoiler for what happened, but th- this actually kind of canonizes once and always, uh, you know, they identified Billy as the CEO of Cranston technologies, which is what they established. He wasn't once and always. And apparently he and Mick were on Zordina as part of Billy's mission to like find Zordon, which You'll remember if you've seen once and always that that was Billy's overarching. Well, the
3: there. the uh, actual so that's not actually accurate there, Nate. I'm sorry. Uh um, okay, well, sorry about that. Um so they're they're on Zordnia. Um mainly because they heard about these mystical powers <laughs> of the Cosmic Fury Rangers. Right or like the Cosmic Fury Zord, sorry. So they were looking for the altar of zordnia which is where the cosmic fury zords would be kind of foretold to come out over something yep so yeah that that's their motivation for being there because in a later scene um we do see that happen but let's let's yeah. go chronologically here
1: <laughs> so so zed enters the battle himself um oh and by the way in the middle of the battle uh um uh, the Master Red actually gives Mick his uh, Red Ninja Steel powers. One of his forms. I I don't know the details on that because I haven't seen enough of me Ninja or Ninja Steel to understand how that works, and I really don't care to explain. I, it. I
3: can I can explain it real quick because I looked into it before this okay, podcast. Go ahead. go ahead. So during Ninja Steel, Brody the Red Ninja Steel Ranger, he hit the rest of the five Ninja Steel Rangers had been captured. And their Power Stars have been taken captive. And so Brody didn't want all the Ninja Steel stars to end up in the bad guy's hands. So he tried to destroy his own Power Star at the end of Season 1 to try and prevent that from happening. Well, when he broke it into three different components, the Nexus Prism came about, absorbed those three parts... And formed three red power uh, stars. Yep. And those gave way for Brody to resume his powers as Red Ranger. They also gave one to Mick to use only once in that one episode for all of five minutes. And then Brody and Levi's dad had the other one. Because why not?
0: Yeah.
1: Cool. Cool. So, Zed enters the battles himself. He uses a poison on Ollie, which, you know, brainwashes Ollie. Ollie gets turned evil again. And Ollie opens up a portal and sends Zato flying through it. Uh, at the same time, Scrozzle arrives with a new cannon weapon and he uses it to capture the Morphin Masters, although Master Red does give his staff to Hobby. And the Morphin Masters are basically destroyed. Well, okay, not really, but they've. They're pretty much out of commission, and the rangers are forced to retreat, and with, and the rangers arrive at the altar of Zordina, Zordina which uh, Rizwan just uh, said, and, you know, this is apparently what Billy and Mick were looking for, and he identifies the Cosmic Fury Zords um, on, on the altar. They're ancient Zords. Uh, Billy actually re- um, revealed... Uh, so here's the funny thing. I thought that Billy revealing that Zordina, Zordina is where the Shogun Zords oh, from season. Yeah, Zordina, Zordnia, sorry, uh, came from uh, season three. I thought that was a long-answered question, but apparently the planet was named by name in yeah. a Changing of the Zords part one. So, uh, but yeah, it's it still, I mean, it's still a cool, nice continuity nod to have a planet that was only briefly mentioned after we would be shown to us. Yeah, and uh,
3: i had to go digging to figure out what this zordnia thing was because so we had gotten a prim, uh, a promo clip of the rangers and the morphing masters fighting dead sports at the beginning and they mentioned this is planet zordnia and i'm like why the heck would we name a planet zordnia that's kind of a that's kind of a whack name but then I started yeah. looking into it. I was like, oh, this is actually from Season 3, and they did an off offhand comment reference of, yeah, this is where we get the Sogan swords from. Yep. So, yeah, definitely pretty cool.
0: But do you still think it's a so, white name, though, Sims? That's the question.
3: Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Only because- I mean, it okay. is from my morphin, sorry okay. I mean- <laughs> Okay, so let me explain why I call this a whack name. To me, the name Zord is something you tie back to Zordon. Right. And the Sogan Zords predate Zordon by quite a bit, Mm -hmm. chronologically. So you wouldn't call a planet Zordnia as a way to honor Zordon, if the planet existed way before Zordon did, right? Like that's just kind of whack to me. Yeah, yeah,
0: that that does make and, sense. And
3: and the yeah. audio drama even mentions like the uh, the Mighty Morphin team in the audio drama didn't want to call their Zords the beast spirits; they wanted to call them Zords. So the it, it's kind of that that was kind of an, of a nod to say Zords are named after Zordon, not because of its planet zordnia yeah i mean but it's still pretty cool i i'm not going to complain about it i'm not going to complain beyond saying it's a whack name i mean this isn't yeah
1: it's definitely not the best name of a planet in a power rangers although power rangers just created some pretty cool planet names like no
3: they have some fantastic names like aquatar
1: triforia
3: yeah onyx
1: onyx yeah uh i remember uh one were uh oh andro's and corone's homeworld ko 35 35 yeah uh, but anyway um so javi is able to use master red staff to activate the altar although it comes at a cost because it pretty much scorches his arm off which is which that's a huge plot point but we'll get to that in a little bit uh and, but he does unlock the Cosmic Fury Zords. The Cosmic Fury Zords are adapted directly from the Q-Ranger's Voyager machines. And they combine them together to form the Cosmic Fury Megazord, which uh, in this version, it, it's like the base uh, Q-Reno uh, from Q-Ranger. Yeah. Uh, that's what it. Yeah. That's what it's called, right, Anthony? Yes, was called, yeah, it's what called. Q-Reno? Q-Reno. Okay. Yes.
3: Um, Remember, Red and Anthony have seen Q-Ranger. Right.
1: Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> um, and... The episode ends with uh, so um, Amelia, Izzy, Ion, and Billy they all commandeer the Zords. Which, uh, this is something that Riz pointed out to me in a phone call after we did this. Like, this is the first time we're like assorted Rangers of different suits. Like, we have we have like four Dino Fury Rangers, but then we have the blue Mighty Morphin Ranger all piloting the same fleet of Zords. Yeah, I. And I want to consider this the first canon version that this has happened. I know, but it happened in a certain team-up episode of a certain season that won't be named in this podcast. But uh, it, it's 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 a double-O season. In a, in
3: no, no, no. We're not going to call it a double-O, but
1: that's two plus the O's. Okay. but uh, <laughs> No, so, but and in
3: once-in-all – what but is it called? The Operating Over... No, once, just, a yeah, once a ranger. Once a ranger. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and once the ranger, they do have the five veteran rangers, commandeer whatever overdrive zords they had. Yeah. To, you know, pilot it. But I I don't want to give the respect to overdrive of having the first.
0: Yep. No. Even no, though they <laughs> Um,
1: But, yeah, they form the Cosmic Fury Megazord. They fight off uh, one of these uh, machines called Squid Drills which are like part of the uh, fleet of uh, Squid Ink. Um, Amelia actually boards the drill with Ollie on board and she knocks him out and, you know, they evacuate just before the Megazord destroys the drill. But then a fleet of Zed ships, um, they begin closing in on Earth and the Rangers have uh, uh, to—no, no, no, they begin closing in on them on Zordnia and they have to retreat back to Dino Hinge. And the episode ends with the Rangers regrouping at Dino Hinge with both Ollie and Javi in critical condition. And they're in a bit, the Rangers are in a very desperate situation. Yeah. So uh what do we think of this beginning episode, guys?
3: Dude, this is really setting the stakes really high. So this is the first time we get a Ranger get amputated in battle. Yep. Um Ollie has turned evil for the second time in his career as a ranger but this time his impact is a lot more devastating than the first time yeah uh, zeto is missing and zeto as far as I'm concerned has the most idea about the morphing masters and their powers and really anything he's also their leader so you know not having their leader not having Ollie who's like Technically, he was second in command. I would, I I kind of want to argue so having the rest of the team without their prime leadership that that's a big deal, man. Like, that's that's huge.
0: This would be equivalent to like freaking losing both Andrews and TJ in the exact same time, in a way, yeah. Yeah.
3: And then on top of that, you lose Carlos for a little bit, on top of all that, yeah. So so you're literally just, these guys took a huge L here, and that sets the stakes extremely high in my opinion.
1: I mean, the only thing I would say is that I... I
2: know, the, the the opening segment where they were fighting Zed's army with the Morphin Masters was pretty, like, it, it kind of established like this was going to be something different, because that was pretty uh, high-end, right out of the gate. yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they did a really good job of establishing that this was this this was gonna be a lot more uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot story more driven. story driven and violent compared to what yeah. we're usually used to with power Rangers. So
3: yeah, I think this is kind of a backdoor pilot into what we're gonna get this upcoming supposed reboot, maybe. I think it could be like just setting the tune for what we can kind of expect. Mm -hmm. Um, But another thing that is a huge hit for these guys, the morphing masters are also captured. Yep. So they're literally without half their team. They don't have the morphing masters as a crutch like they did last time to help stop Zed. And the only saving grace
1: is that they have Mick and Billy, I mean, honestly, this situation is like pretty much as dire as uh, – honestly, you could say that it's even more dire than uh, what happened at the end of Turbo because at least with Turbo, you know, they've lost the power chamber and they've lost Demetria. But, I mean, this is like – they lo- in Turbo, they lose everything. Also, TJ and Carlos – have disappeared because you don't have Zordon because he's been captured yeah. and the the two leaders are gone. So all it is, is just Justin and the women like that. That's how bad. And their only saving grace is that maybe the blue centurion is still there to occasionally help them out. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Now
3: I will say I do like the early lead that Amelia starts to take here that she's going to develop throughout the rest of the season
1: yeah,
3: I think she stepped up really nicely here.
1: And again, like I, I uh, even even from the context of like what I thought, I mean, Riz corrected me that Zordnia was already established as a planet. But even it, even if it was my original thought that like this is the first time that we established that Zordnia is where the Shogun Zords came from, even if that was the case. I still love that subtle writing. Like, this is where the Shogun Zords came from, and now they're also having to be where the Cosmic Fury Zords come from. Like, I know, yeah. that, like, just those minor continuity, like, nods. Like, th- that's one of the, that's probably the biggest thing I love about the Hasbro era, that you, you're not afraid to acknowledge continuity from other seasons.
3: Well, and, and that's the biggest strength we have, because Once and All did it, uh, Beast Morphers did it, Dino Fury, Cosmic Fury did it. Yep, mm-hmm. and I, I just think that while people are not very happy with Hasbro, I think they have to look at the bigger picture here of what Hasbro has done for us.
1: Yep. Uh, what do we want to give the first episode out of ten, guys?
3: Give it a nine. Yeah, I'm going with a nine because there's stuff later that'll be a ten. I'm gonna yeah. give it. A, I'm gonna give it eight and a half.
1: I'll stick with nine as well.
3: Okay.
1: Okay. You guys want to move on to the next one? Yeah. All right. So now we have episode two. Now there's a lot of, uh, you know, subplots with the, uh, with these next couple of episodes all revolving around different characters. But so I'm going to try to sum them up as best I can, but I mean, they're, I mean, it's still great. Cause like most of the characters all have something to do. So, um, while Mick is out, uh, this episode is called beyond repair, by the way. Uh, Mick is out trying to uh, find Zedo, and uh, the rangers are, you know, kind of aware that are on high alert because Lord Zed's forces might be invading. Uh, Izzy um, actually tells uh, her father, Jane and Jayborg, about the pending invasion, although she conceals her identity in her ranger form. Um, unfortunately, Ollie is still under the influence of Zed's toxin, even when he gets out of his coma and his mom and Amelia try to find a way to uh, cure him with their plan being to uh, zap him with morphin energy from the uh, Tricera statue because that might corrupt the morphine energy within him. Uh, Izzy meets Fern. Um, you know, she wants to keep the evasion a secret from her. Uh, Fern is her girlfriend, by the way, in case nobody could, uh, in case nobody remembered that. Uh, How do you not remember that, though? That's a huge... Yeah, I know. But there <laughs> might there might be that one person who doesn't remember it. Yeah. Um, and Fern actually gets really worried about Izzy, and she follows her to Dino Hinge, where she ends up in the middle of a battle. Now, uh, here's a little bit of a fun fact, and I kind of a continuity on, and I don't know if this is turning into me making all these connection references like I do like I do with Riz and I and our Ahsoka reviews on the Star Wars podcast. But I really don't care, because I'm still going to do this. Um, Fern actually at one point mentions NASADA, which is the Power Rangers equivalent of NASA. And NASADA's big. Uh, it provided the space shuttle to the Turbo Rangers, and that space shuttle was uh, part of the Astro Megazord. Hmm. Uh, N- NASADA appeared a few more times in Power Rangers in space, including the uh, Dark Specters' Revenge two-parter. And the Nasada spaceport is where all the Red Rangers met up in Forever Red, mm-hmm. and I think that was the last time that Nasada was. No,
2: it, it, was, it was. It was briefly mentioned offhand one time in Beast Morphers.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I, remember that. I did not remember them
0: saying anything about that.
2: Yeah, it was. It was a <laughs> random Super throwaway line. One. Yeah, but.
1: So the Rangers are battling the monster responsible for poisoning Ollie. His name is Dewdrip uh, When he attacks Earth, um, at the same time, uh, Hobby is given a new cybernetic arm, but he's having a, uh, you know, um, trouble controlling it. But he does manage to gain some. Uh, this is a. This is just kind of briefly glanced upon in this episode, but it'll become bigger in the later episodes. Uh, but he he's able to control it uh, somewhat when he's trying to save fern from the sentinels because you know, she gets involved literally at that point. Uh unfortunately though, uh Lord Zed, after you know, Dino Hinge's location is revealed, he arrives and he destroys the Dino Hinge statues and which strips the uh the Dino Fury Rangers of their powers. And unfortunately Ollie is unchanged from Zed's new toxin despite the source of his Morphin energy being destroyed, and he attacks Amelia. And with Dino Hinge pretty much destroyed, well, you know, their base under attack, they evacuate uh, They evacuate their base, uh, Zed's um, with leaving the Earth pretty much completely vulnerable for Zed to attack. But thankfully, the Rangers are able to teleport their base to a planet called Iridus, which is thirty million light years away from Earth, and here is a huge problem with this situation, which is already pretty bad. Fern was on board Dino Hinge. Oh no! Dun, dun, dun. And that's how the episode ends.
0: Oh wait, uh, I, I got,
1: I got, more. I, I got something I gotta say.
0: Go ahead. We need to make sure Rocket Raccoon does not find out about Javi's arm. Because you know he wants to get that arm. Bro.
3: (laughs) I, You know what? It's funny you say that. I saw a meme with them doing that exact thing. Like, it's Javi with his arm. I think I saw it too. Yeah. That's pretty great. How much more for that
0: arm?
1: <laughs> I just got it. So how much more for the arms? <laughs> yeah, so th- this is another really great episode. I mean, I I love how they took their time. Like, obviously, we kind of, I mean, I don't know how I imagine we could have had them getting new powers, if, um, except with them losing their powers here. But I love how they, you know, took their time with them losing their powers. And yeah. Like, I don't know, like, it, I like that, you know, I like the drama with, uh, you know, Ollie and Amelia, as well as, you know, bringing his mom in, because, have I ever mentioned that I really like Ollie's mom?
0: You, her, me, her, her, and, her, 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 and every, and every, almost everybody <laughs> in the community that just yeah. love that woman, like.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can't hate her.
3: She's his best mom in Power Rangers.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I don't know much... Like, I still Mm -hmm. need to see Season 2 of Beast Morphers, but, well, I mean, I've seen some Mm -hmm. of it, but, like, I'd probably say that she's better than uh, Captain Shaw, Robbie's mom. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. No no, no, no no disrespect to
0: the lady who plays her, by the way, it's
1: just, you know... Yeah. No. And uh, I would, like... But, yeah, I mean, I I like that, you know, they set up all these, uh, you know... Um, you know, smaller plot points. And what I really love about this, like, you know, one of my biggest complaints with Dino Fury was that they would sometimes have like, and this is a complaint that I've had for a lot of Hasbro seasons is that there's a lot of like epic episodes with like epic implications, but they sometimes have these subplots that feel like they belong more in filler episodes. Like an episode where Zato is trying to learn how to control his battleizer. The main plot of that episode is Javi Competing in a music contest, and I love how Cosmic Fury doesn't have that problem. Right, like all these subplots are directly connected to like a bigger picture. Well, they only have
0: ten episodes to work with, so I guess that you know does help in their favor.
3: I mean, even.
2: I also think it's because Nickelodeon isn't hovering over their shoulders saying that you got to do this. Yeah, true. You got to do that.
1: You got to have this. You got to have, have yeah. of the day and all that. Yeah, yes. I, I am so happy that it turned, I am so happy that it turned out that that was just Nickelodeon breathing down their neck. Yeah. I
2: knew it had to have been. Yeah, because yeah. Nickelodeon is, because everything I've heard about how Nickelodeon is run behind the scenes, they are obscenely hands-on with everything that they have on their channel.
0: Except Power Rangers so. because they don't care. Like I, I can remember like they'll show like little little small freaking promotional stuff for Power Rangers, but then other than that you you won't get anything else from them because they don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, the worst offender is like the first episode of the Beast Morphers uh, in Game Mark, where pretty big episode they wipe everybody's memory to think that uh, Blaze and Roxy are still good, so that Blaze and Roxy can like break in and steal these, like, teleporting equipment and. But the main plot of the episode is that uh, Steel was all like, "Man, I want a pet, and I want to prove to Nate that I'm good enough to have a pet." And then at the end of the episode, he gets a dog. And it's like, "Oh yeah, cool, Steel. Yeah, sure. They just stole this valuable <laughs> equipment, and we might be screwed. But you get a dog now." So I, that, I, I still know. like
0: Steel. That's best, that's best boy before he becomes a human. So FYI, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: I still won't forgive them for that. That's the
0: only thing, only only gripe with Beast Morphers for me is that they turn that 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 perfect machine. Into a human. I know I know our people are gonna say y- yes, he wanted to be human. Yes, and nobody needs to explain to me what I've already said. I've heard this from out before. Just let me have my rant without any type of interruption. on explanations or anything or how, how how you feel, whatever. I just this is just how I feel. I gotta say that because yeah. otherwise I'm gonna be here. Somebody, no, I don't want to hear that. I just wanna have my rant. Let me be.
3: No, I mean, I I get where you're coming from on that, Anthony. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah, it's like
0: I get, but, it's uh, like I get,
3: it. it's like I get.
0: People may not agree with what I have to say, but just just let me have my opinion about it, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: But I love how all these episodes are ending on cliffhangers too. Like when I was watching this, I thought, okay, I'll just watch maybe the first five episodes, and then maybe watch the next five later. But like each episode is like ending on a cliffhanger. Like I'm like. Oh, no, no, no. I have to watch all 10 of these, like, at once. Like, I, I okay. need to know what's going to go on that happen okay. next.
3: I- imagine Rizwan at 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> binge-watching all 10 episodes as oh, it dropped on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> because I did that. <laughs> because you know what? Our fandom sucks on Twitter and on Instagram. If I yeah. had waited... I would have been spoiled. Yeah, because they, they, like, they, they don't wait.
0: They'll they'll spoil the crap out of everything.
3: Like, there's something we'll talk about in the next episode, or I think it's episode four, mm-hmm. that was spoiled for me before I even got to watch the first episode. Because somebody who had a, a advanced copy to do a review, they posted photos even though they're not supposed to. Well, I mean, the embargo ended on it at, like, before Cosmic Fury drop, but still, that's that's
1: pretty crappy I mean. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of this episode, though?
3: I I liked it. It's it's more of a setup episode for the bigger yeah, plot yeah. that's coming, but it's still pretty solid. And I do want to highlight one conversation that I have my notes here for episode two, and that is. Amelia and Ollie's mom have a talk about how can um, Miss Arcana be so calm even though Ollie is, you know, under the spell of Zed and turning evil and all this stuff. And she teaches Amelia to face the facts, think about what's going on, analyze everything, make a game plan, do what you can, but don't worry about the things you can't do. Like... These are really big lessons that will play a huge role going forward. And I just love the subtlety of this because if we'll we'll get there, we get there. But I just want to say that I love this little conversation for what it sets up later on.
1: Yeah. What about then? I'll go. Sorry, Riz. I didn't realize you weren't finished.
3: Oh no, and then my other big comment is again, the the stakes are getting even higher now because now the entire Dyna Fury power set minus Ollie is gone, mm-hmm. and they're on a distant planet at the farthest end of the galaxy from Earth, and they have no way home. And before Spider Man reference. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what about, what about the other Patrick? guys?
2: um i would probably give it an eight honestly yeah. i'm gonna give this an eight as
3: well yeah that's why i'm landing on this as well for it being a setup but eight isn't bad here it's still pretty dang good yeah yeah i'll
1: make it unanimous with an eight yeah all right so let's move on to uh episode three off grid so uh a lot of things happen here uh So the Rangers, uh, well, so pretty much everybody except Zato and Ollie, they venture into Eridus to try and contact Earth. And uh, while they're out, you know, going through like some, um, you know, going through like some shenanigans, uh, Billy actually studies Master Red Staff, which they still had on board. And he successfully uh, comes up with a way to not restore the Rangers' powers, but instead give them new powers so he creates new morphers for the rangers so there's six of them um but um you know and there's two for uh Ollie and zeta when they return uh supposedly but let's not get ahead of ourselves um where these new morphers use cosmic orbs and transform the rangers into cosmic fury rangers there's the name Now, uh, Javi, Izzy, and Ion retain their original colors, uh, black, green, and gold. But uh, Amelia, and to be fair, this was spoiled to us, but it's still really cool, she becomes the new Red Ranger. Now, is there an explanation, or is this just going to be her changing color for no reason, like how Jake changed colors in Super Megaforce? Well, no, there is an explanation. And no, it's not just saying there's a simple explanation for that there is actually an a- an actual explanation um billy reveals that the morphing grid shows her to be the red ranger like identifying her leadership and all that so i mean simple line just you know yeah. explaining that don't know why they couldn't have done that in super mega force but who cares
3: this because the line. bond didn't care about the continuity no he
1: didn't right and
3: honestly i kind
0: of wish that saban would have had actually the the I guess the balls to, to really just destroy the Mega Force powers and just give them these the new, the new powers in the season two arc. But they said not to. They're going to keep the old ones and the new ones. And it's like, why do that? <laughs> you can just, you know.
1: I mean, I like my idea better still. Oh, well, don't worry, Anthony. That's how I handle them getting new powers in my version.
0: Thank you. That That's all, that's I, all I wanted. Thank you. <laughs>
3: Well, my version of Super Megaforce will have them get it differently than you, Nate. <laughs> okay, cool. So, my, just a quick thing, because I do think that's a pretty cool idea. I vote that the Megaforce Rangers stay Megaforce, and a second team of Rangers inherits the powers of the pirate Rangers or whatever. Oh. And they compete against each other to find the legendary power, like in Goku. Well, Yeah
1: yeah i mean i think that's fine enough but like i'm when i'm writing my thing i'm kind of trying to work as if like i'm working within the confines of like what i refuse okay cool do you Uh, like
3: screw screw nickelodeon (laughs) screw saban
1: and by the way what do we think of the okay let's get i don't know if we mentioned this uh in our podcast when we reacted to them but what, let's just do it now that we've see, we can actually see them like in out real action. What do we think of these new Cosmic Furies? I don't like them. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't like
0: the suits.
1: <laughs> sorry. I like <laughs> I like parts of them.
3: I like um, parts of them
0: too, but not everything. No.
3: So my only complaint. Okay, I got two complaints, but one is not really a complaint; it's more of a nitpick. My big complaint is I don't like the abs. Me neither! That was, the was the my abs.
0: biggest why I had to give them the abs. If they, they
3: had remind- the abs, they've been fine suits. I would not have complained. They it reminds me plain. of Power
1: Ranger toys that came out when I was... Yeah, yeah how, they had like, the muscles yeah. and everything. Them like- yeah.
3: And do you know what the reason is for that? I found it on uh, Simon Bennett's Twitter or something a while back. Yeah. The reason for why the suits even have the abs is because Hasbro wanted a one-to-one... Conversion for when they're making the toys. Oh man,
1: that's so bad. So
3: literally, we lost the Nickelodeon mandates and we got the Hasbro mandates. Are we? Did they, they even confirm that we're gonna get
0: toys of these or no? We are. Are we gonna get like Lightning Collection figures, or we're we just getting like just I guess the basic six inch back figures like they've been doing been doing for
3: um. I think they're focusing on a kids line right now more than the Lightning oh. Collection. Oh, okay. Line. So, I think the next time we have a Habs Repulse event, they're going to announce uh, bigger things or whatever. Yeah, if if
0: whenever that happens, because we don't even know when it's going to happen. It could be like a year before we hear anything about it.
3: Mm, I don't think it'll be that long. Who knows?
0: Mm,
2: we'll see. I'm probably going to be the odd guy out, and I didn't really... Like I like I know that the the built-in abs were kind of noticeable, but the, I didn't find them distracting at all. No, they're not like, I,
3: distracting at all. At, so they them, did, but... it
2: didn't it didn't bother me, and I, and it's probably because I've always been a fan of things that are more simplistic. But I dig the costumes. Wow, yeah, really? exactly.
3: I, I thought you would hate them. Yeah. <laughs> no, the same... no,
2: I'm I'm a fan of simplicity.
3: Oh. Yeah, me too. Like, and that's what I was saying. Is I like the simplicity. Yeah. I just think that the abs being removed would have enhanced the simplicity to make the suits more
2: it would have but at the same time i didn't even notice it half the time so it was it was never a thought in my mind that oh man those things look kind of fake it's
3: only it's only only fleeting moments i'll see that you know like like
2: honestly they looked worse in the production photos but then when you actually see them in motion it was never really an issue
3: no
1: not really. but
2: my complaint with that kind of just disappeared yeah so
1: I, I honestly don't mind the suit part i mean like i said i'm cool with the simplicity i and maybe it's just because i'm not a fan of the like Ryu soldier slash dino fury suits i just wish that they used different helmets because i'm not a huge fan of those helmets like i don't know if you you could either create your own original helmets to like you know represent the cosmic fury zords or i mean or if you can't design an original helmet just take I don't know. Maybe the Q Ranger. I kind of really wish they, they would have just, just took the Q Ranger. Helmet. No,
2: actually, actually, they talked about that, and the reason why they didn't do it is because they said the helmet designs were probably a little bit too complex for making toys.
3: Yeah. Oh. No. So literally, Hasbro stopped a lot of suits because Simon Bennett even said he wanted to a, do
2: the Q Ranger. Yeah.
3: No, he had another suit design that they had made first. Oh. And it was a lot more epic than this, but Hasbro Nerf. I, yeah.
1: I do think the, the Q- I do think the Q Ranger helmets would have fit in though, because like their outfits like mm. looks like. I mean, maybe not perfectly, but they kind of look a little bit like a simplified version of the. I- Slightly more simplified of the Q Ranger suits.
3: Am I the only one that liked the helmets on Cosmic Fury? Yeah, I,
2: I like them too. Because I like the Ryu Soldier helmets. I like how they customized them to kind of they look like upgraded versions of those. I like the original but I, helmets. I, my but my I didn't part Like of the
0: the newer the how they design them here.
3: No, I thought they were fine. I, I didn't have to. Yeah, so to I. Them.
2: Well,
3: but. I do want to say before we move on to the next episode, Nate, Well, that... Yeah, go ahead. Something that we really glossed over, and I know why you would glossed over it, but I do think this feeds into Amelia's story arc in a way that we may not be thinking about right now. So when Billy reveals that the Morphin Grid saw something in her to give her the powers of red, the Morphin Grid saw how she kept the team together and focused like she was supporting ollie not ollie She was supporting javi with his loss of the arm she was supporting ion and getting him to re redirect his energies towards cooking and she had, had a nice talk with him saying look i i know what you're going through i understand but remember i'm your friend as well like see at this point had taken over leadership of the team in Zeto's absence. And part of that comes from that conversation in the last episode that I said is a big deal. Because when C and Dr. Arcana are talking and Dr. Arcana tells her how to reframe the problem, what does Amelia do next time? She doesn't mope about losing Ollie. She says, let's face the facts. Ollie's gone to the dark side. We can't do anything about that. We're on a new planet. Let's work with what we have and find a way out of here because I know we can do it. So while it's super subtle and you wouldn't notice it if you weren't looking for it, Amelia's transition from being a ranger to being a leader happened and it's very subtle. It's not something that was kind of forced, which is what a lot of fandom think. Mm
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So I honestly applaud them for doing this kind of groundwork
1: to set everything up properly. I mean, it honestly feels natural to me. Like, I was going to say this earlier, like, you always looked at Ali as second-in-command. Honestly, Amelia,
2: Amelia. Before, yeah,
1: second-in-command to you, well, so with... Zato being if, out of the picture, it makes a lot of sense for her to be. If,
2: not, if yeah. not second in command, Amelia was the second main character of Dino Fury. Oh,
3: 100%. She so is the main character of Dino Fury <clears throat> after yeah. Zato and Ion. Yeah. But yeah. the reason I said uh, Ollie was the second command is. He kind of. Le- he, it kind of felt like he was leading the group at the end of uh, season two in the epilogue. Like he was the one in the center he was the one that was kind of kind of subtly calling the thoughts of what to do with the team so mm-hmm. th- that was kind of why i thought it worked for Ollie to be that because mm-hmm. he was kind of i imagine Ollie had taken over that role more in the six month period that he was Zeta was gone
1: yeah fair enough
3: so again looking at the timeline we had six months in the middle where we don't know really what happened but the indication mm-hmm. is that ollie was acting leader while zeta was out
1: yeah but then with him out of the picture ben i i like amelia does feel oh, like amelia has to leader. be
3: yeah mm-hmm. because i wanted amelia to be the second in command i wished amelia had been the one to kind of lead the team as a yeah and, and i also like another example. and i also
0: want to like add on to that um I don't and like I said, this is me not me saying that I'm not I'm not fine with Amelia being red. Amelia being red is just perfectly fine with me. But I also kind of feel like there's that's that trope again where like we have to always think that the Red Ranger is always gonna be leader, and that's not always the case. You don't you don't have to necessarily be red to be the leader. It's cool that she's that she's you know red. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that. We've had leaders who weren't necessarily the Red Ranger in other sh- other series, and I don't want people to think that, like, yeah. oh, well, since she's, like, she has to be, she's red, she has to be leader. It's like, you not have, have to be leader to be red, you know, whether it's a guy or a girl, but that's just I mean, me.
3: And that's an issue I have as well, Anthony, is our canon is at odds ends on this point. Because on one side you have people like Tommy the White Ranger, Delphine, and Jen, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. leaders of their own yep. teams, right? And I guess Taylor for Wild Force, if you want to include her there, because she mm-hmm. was definitely more a leader than Cole could ever. Oh, have been. she was up, up yeah.
0: until freaking Shayla had told him like, "Oh, you had to be leader because you're lying." Like
1: she's been leader for a whole Who year. what were the three people you, mean? That you mentioned? Who were the other people you mentioned, Riz? Besides Jen,
3: Tommy the White Ranger and
1: Delphine. Yeah. So I they,
3: I would honestly say red. that
1: Xander was a better leader than Nick for M- Mr. Force, but he whatever. wasn't. But he wasn't actually a leader. Unfortunately, like, hey, I would have
0: preferred him to be leader. But that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. But but in the cases that I mentioned, they're all white or pink or something, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, they acted as a leader without having to color red. But when Billy made that comment saying that the Morphin grid saw her leadership qualities and so is it for red and the way that Izzy and Ion and Javi reacted and said dude this makes yeah. sense you are the leader of the team right now we support this same that canonized that red is the leader no matter what we as the fans yeah do exactly now. but but it's at odds ends, because Tommy and Delphine were not yeah. white. I mean, we're it's not like Red. we like it, but at the same time really? it's like,
0: the, it's literally, the, but the, the, series, the, the, the series of Power Rangers as a whole is telling us that Red's leader, so shut up and you had no argument. You know, that's, that's what I feel like they're telling us.
3: It's, but it, even if you look back at like um, Sentai,
1: Sentai has the same kind of implication more often than not. Yeah, the only the only three Sentais I know where Red is specifically stated to not be the leader is um, Jaka. Which even then, I mean, I've seen Jaka, and it's kind of weird with Big One being their leader. I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, I in Mega Ranger they they identify he Mega Black was as the leader. I've
0: seen Mega Ranger always
2: he's definitely their leader. And then Kaku Rain. and then Kaku
1: and I'll Rey even Rey. I'll even go oh, a step right. further.
0: You know how in um. In, in space where they were fighting against the uh the cycle Rangers right you remember yeah. black uh, like psycho black aka neji black was the only one who had like the, the 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 gold collar around his neck he his wasn't white yeah. the reason for that was because he does meji because uh mega black was leader of mega, mega Ranger so yeah. they so they in turn yeah. even mm-hmm. though red was always like in the center they still of like one like to do a reverse of what um mega ranger did as far as uh, having him be leader even though he's not in the and you know mm-hmm. tenderly lead leader
3: yeah and then the and, other one that nathan's probably gonna
1: mention is them Kides yeah well and then also i mean i know i know we have issues with how they like line everything up but like According to most, according to what Kava lineup is like, they identify Yuri as the leader of the Time Rangers, and she yeah. is the leader. Yeah. To yeah. be honest, there. So, yeah, but, and I mean, I and Kaku you know? Ranger yeah. too. Yeah. Okay, so a lot more than just three. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah, but I mean, we have more seasons to work with in Sentai. We have fifty yeah. versus the thirty.
2: Honestly, though, I I kind of look at it as a little bit differently. That maybe, in the eyes of the Morphing Grid red is meant to be the leader but the team can still choose who the actual leader of the team is but maybe red is seen as like the head of the team and seeing how their red ranger was gone they needed a new red to kind of be the helm of the team and they chose her as the best available candidate
4: yeah Yeah. because
2: you can say that red doesn't need to be leader sure but there needs to be a red
3: we've never not had a red
2: Exactly. So we need to be have a red, so give it to the one who's the most qualified to be the leader. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be Amelia. So that, that's how I looked at it.
3: And and that's a good way to look at it as well, honestly. hmm Um The other thing I would say here is
1: Well, there's still a couple of plot details I have to go over. Oh, mm-hmm. go ahead.
2: <laughs> yeah, hit those. Uh,
1: um so other big things, uh so there's a bit of a subplot going on with like Izzy being protective of Fern, which we'll go into more details in the later uh, later episodes. Um now it's revealed on Earth. Uh they hear uh they hear this from uh, Commander Shaw uh from a Grid Battle Force, the mentor character from Beast Morphers, that there is a force field that Lord Zedd has projected over Earth. It's blocking the Ranger Zords, and with Earth completely defenseless, uh, you know, they um uh, you know, Zed's forces are engaging in an all-out attack, and unfortunately the uh, the Cosmic Fury Rangers can't contact Earth be out of fear that Lord Zed will uh, discover where they are. And uh, things are made worse on Earth. Ollie approaches his mom, manipulating her into revealing... So Mick reveals that he found Zedo on the planet Lebanon, and Ollie, pretending to be good, manipulates his mom into revealing where Zedo is. And uh, there's a bit of frustration, Um, you know, like Riz kind of mentioned this, that Amelia talks with uh, Ion briefly because he's frustrated over losing Zato. And uh, the episode ends with uh, the Rangers, they have their new powers. They get the message uh, that Lord Zed's forces are going to Lebanon to find Zato. And they prepare to head to uh, Lebanon by themselves while Billy Solon and Fern are working on a thing for their base and that's how the episode ends. Um, one thing I want to say is that uh, the whole thing with uh, like to kind of vent- kind of transition to a new topic, like Ion, this is the episode where I really started to like Ion more as a main character. Cause like, he's not annoying and his issue with missing Zeta was honestly legit. and feels like a natural thing he would go through. Cause like you and Zeta would have been friends for so many years and you just lost him. Like this is where I'm starting to realize. Okay, I'm I'm starting to actually really relate to this guy, and I was already warming up to him because Jordan fight was nice to me when I ran into him at that not the ranger stopping <laughs> pop that not that not that ranger stopping pop that Riz and I went to this year. Last D- year don't Riz don't uh, trust me. Don't, yeah. Trust me. I
0: feel the exact same way because I had met uh,
1: <laughs> what is it? What
0: is, uh, Dwayne Cameron, who played uh, Tizon from Operation Overdrive. I think uh, so. Did Riz yeah. this
3: year? Wait, where do you meet him? So uh,
0: he was actually at a convention that I went to. I think roughly a month or two ago with my sister. It was like a small. It was like a small one that we went to. Oh, okay. He happened to be there, um, and he was just really nice. Like I, like y'all, like y'all said, he's just a cool dude. And I was like, oh, like I took a picture of him and
3: everything. I'm gonna steal Nathan's words out of his mouth here. Overdrive didn't. It really happen. did. It really
1: did. Every, it really did. No. like, what is this? Now, every, every bad Power Ranger season has at least one actor that it doesn't deserve. And Dwayne Cameron is that guy for. Because he was good in other seasons. Yeah. Like, he was good as the monster of the day in that one SPD episode and as Ethan's bully in that Dino Thunder episode. So he's been good yeah. in stuff. Like, he didn't yeah. deserve to be in that show. Like, but. To kind of uh, go back to what I was saying, like, I, and there's another thing that I really like about Ion, which I'll talk about in a later episode. But, like, this was the episode where I'm, you know, really starting to think, you know, Ion is becoming a much better character now, to be honest. Yeah.
2: I like how we just didn't be, I just like how we didn't, we just kind of ran around the whole thing of, oh, Ion's character's starting to grow on me because his actor was <laughs> nice to a one time. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I never no, met Ion's doctor yet, so I can't say that.
2: I know, but, no, but his, I, I just found it funny, that was one of his reasons. But yeah, I, I kind of agree with you because this goes back to the point I brought up about Ion when I was talking about him and Dino Fury is that when they kind of write his character based around his his heritage, he's actually written really well and he's kind of written like that throughout Cosmic Fury. Cause he sees Zaito as like his last remaining brother and he wants he wants to save him because the that's the last bit of his life from his
0: Yeah, because you have his, to, you know, yeah, to get the river, They are like the longest living uh well I'm not cause well I know that there are other um Ralph out there. Yeah,
2: but and you know, I mean they're the last two living era, ones from that yeah. era where they yeah. that they grew up on. And he sees Zaito as more than like a brother, but like the last remnants of his. His era yeah. of RAFCON.
3: yeah. His home and, is basically gone, you know.
2: Yeah, with, with Zaito not being there, so it, it's a it's pretty heavy stuff for him that he's like he's like lost without yeah anything yeah. resembling his world around him.
3: No, and that's that's really and it, at this hypocr- point
2: he kind of reminds me of Andros' situation, but in reverse, like yeah, because the yeah. Six
1: Ranger is now the one that yeah, know, they, reverse, they, yeah. They lost the mm-hmm.
2: the former Red.
1: Like, if Zane was in Andro's yeah.
3: position. Yeah. yeah. Well. And I mean, what? look, I think Ion's capabilities here as an actor have really signed through because he sold it so well that, you know, he's hurting and we know why he's hurting and we can feel for him. And, you know, Amelia does a great job trying to console him and make him, you know, redirect that energy into something. While comedic, you know, like, Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest. We didn't need ten minutes of plot about Ion cooking, and then the entire little monster outside that they had to go like feed with the pot of soup that he made. We didn't need, Like we didn't we didn't need that, but
2: yeah, we didn't need the Dune spinoff.
3: <laughs> but we still <laughs> it still helped his character in ways that if we didn't have it, I don't think we would have gotten that same impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So while I don't particularly care for that part of the story, I do respect what Simon. And at sure. least they're
0: giving him something, because I mean, before before he even yeah. like mm-hmm. even during like the first season he was in, he didn't have anything. I mean, like, yeah. What was his best? What was what was, what was his, his his most uh, notable trait in the past two seasons besides him make him cooking that? Uh, his, his yeah, he, that's it. But now that he has his cooking thing, yeah. he needs to give him something to do.
3: Now,
2: you know, you know, what did he do in Dino Fury? Charged blindly at Zed and had a donut stuck in his yeah. mouth the whole time. And several <laughs> other foods in his <laughs> mouth, too. <That> pretty <laughs> much his character in Dino.
3: <laughs> now, I do want to transition topics a little bit again. Um, because there's another Ranger in this team who I didn't have the highest opinion of Prior to this season of Cosmic Fury. And that would be Javi. So Javi was a fine character. Like he's not anything spectacular. He wasn't really somebody I really cared about though. He was kind of there in the background. doing his own thing. But him losing his arm. And how to deal with it. And the prosthetic. And his Mm -hmm. initiative to even go. And grab the Morphing Master staff. And do that. Self-sacrifice. That upped his character quite a bit.
2: I was always a fan of Javi because it, it, he's a relatable character with the whole, you know, trying to find your place in the world story yeah. that he had going on.
0: And I just never
3: felt like he, they did enough with him, though, in the first he he, he
0: warmed up. me a little bit in season two, I'm not going to lie to you.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: It but he warmed up, but he wasn't a heavy hitting character with a lot of stuff going on for him. Even with all the parental back and forward, him and his mm-hmm. dad. That's right? honestly yeah, what, and honestly,
0: would actually maybe like the character even
3: more because yeah, yeah,
2: exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I just wish they did more of that. Is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, like, but they added this element of now he has something. Odd yeah. to overcome,
3: which is yeah. all we were asking
0: for.
2: And yeah.
3: honestly, and yeah. honestly, if you really think about it, everyone in you know the fandom—they're losing their minds about you know Dayto being downgraded from red to zenith, and Amelia getting upgraded to red and first female red, and all this stuff. But I'm looking at. Z- hobby here in a different way than Mm -hmm. most people because the way i see him now is he's the first ranger with a physical disability Mm -hmm. and that's huge because that's representation that Mm -hmm. many disabled people never get representation in superhero content very often Mm -hmm. i mean outside of like daredevil there's not much else out there for them yeah so seeing a guy with an amputated arm and having to deal with the prosthetic, I greatly appreciate
1: that a lot. Yeah, like, I I would probably say, like, I I probably was liking Javi a little bit more than you were before this point, but the arc that he goes through at this point, like, honestly, like, that has me put him, like, I, I was just recently making like some top five like rangers of each color for my for my blog, and uh, mm-hmm. I've put I've put Hobby as like uh, I can't remember which number, but he is in my top five black rangers. Now, to be fair, there's not much competition because like, I'll, but even, not even many if there black was competition.
3: Rangers, but, I think Hobby fits really well there.
1: Yeah, like he deserves to be among the company of like Dylan from RPM and Tommy. From, yeah. Uh, from if we're talking about Tommy strictly from Dino Thunder and yeah like
3: I mean I I think not saying unpopular. that he's better
1: than Tommy but
3: no 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 unpopular opinion time I wouldn't rank Tommy that high on best Black Rangers I would I would say he's really competitive with Tommy and you know now is he competitive with Dylan that's, that's debatable, debatable yeah. but with Tommy well, with Tommy, there's not there's not really anything of like no, he can't debate that. You can definitely, most certainly debate Tommy versus Hobby and come out with different answers. Depending would like you say he's
1: more. he's able to compete with Carlos?
3: Cause... Yes, they would go head to head because Carlos had that mental mm-hmm. block in the in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And I I I like when the Ranger has to overcome that type of adversity of you know something Carlos had to go through that imposter syndrome phase Javi had to go through that oh god I lost my arm what the hell do I do now kind of phase you know like you know because they they really sold it because you know everyone is saying Javi's music career Javi is saying I can't string a guitar yeah and there's this really nice moment that actually I'll be honest with y'all moving to tears when Billy said I I don't know how to tune a guitar but I will tune it if you tell me when it's going to tune
1: yeah, that was awesome.
3: Mm-hmm. Like that—that that to me was just really well written stuff.
2: Yeah. Did I meant I haven't mentioned this yet, but man, I'm so glad. Same here, know. man. Oh my god, <laughs>
4: everybody is. Dude,
3: he is—he is so great, man. Like I know people are saying Billy needs some work into writing, but I'm like, what? What
0: more do you want from I mean, he had a He had a whole special yeah. with the other cast, like. It, it's like- yeah dude's already dealing with enough as it is, man. He like he's dealing with the fact that, you know, he's I mean, lost streets. His to his it, and all that. So, it, Give him a break. Yeah.
2: Like his his veteran his veteran calmness is something that the Cosmic Fury Rangers needed during the situation. Yes. Uh-huh.
3: And I mean, Mick was helpful as like a comic relief type guy. Yeah, but, but they Billy's needed like, the like one a, that was like holding mm-hmm. them together until Amelia could get a handle.
1: What do we want to give uh, episode 3 out of 10, guys?
3: I I want to give it a
2: 9.5. I'll give it a 9. I'll give it, a
0: 9.
3: I'll give it yeah. a 9,
2: too, yeah. All
1: right, cool. So you guys want to move on to episode 4? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so now we have uh, episode 4 called Teamwork. Uh, th- this episode is kind of a... You know, I can glance over the plot out real quick, so... The Rangers arrive at Levena to help. Uh, to help, say to help find Zato. Uh, they briefly encounter Ollie while he's there, and it's actually revealed that he has his own evil Blue Ranger form that Scrazo created for him. Now uh, they also encounter Mick uh, and um, Amelia and Ion. They're able to f- help find Zato because they're able to use their Rafconian powers to communicate with the forest of Levena. And Ion successfully finds Zato, but he can't connect with Zato's mind. Strangely, which, despite his Rafconian powers, and funnily enough, uh, he actually hears this uh, when Zato returns. The forest that's talking with him it urges Zato to quote, enjoy the time you, or in this case, Zato has left. Unquote very ominous quote, and we'll find out what that means later. Uh, Zato returns to the base. He gets, you know, his cos- his cosmic morpher and he becomes the Zenith Ranger. Um, you know, he he gets the name... Uh, Zenith is what the Morphin Masters called him when they brought him back. And uh, Fern and Billy, they reveal that they're working to transform the base into a spaceship so that they can return to Earth. But... Uh, Ion is very suspicious of uh, what um, the forest told Zedo and thinks that there's more to what Zedo is doing than he's telling them. And we get a part between Ollie and Zed on the planet Eltar, which if you guys will remember is Zordon's homeworld. I think this is the first time that we've seen El... Okay, I don't know if... Yeah, because... I've always been confused because, like, in Countdown to Destruction,
0: we see the planet. We see, we see the, the planet, Man. but we don't see like it actually what's actually happening on said yeah. planet. Yeah,
1: yeah, because I I think they were trying to imply it like because if you remember in Countdown to Destruction, we see the blue Centurion and uh, the Phantom. Ranger if they were, on a, on please it, let us, us know. Was that meant to be I, Altar? Yes, because I, can't yeah, remember.
0: I don't remember. I don't remember
1: because. Uh, astronomer at the beginning of the episode identifies as at the home of the Phantom Ranger. The Phantom Ranger, I think, was from Eltar so wouldn't that be Altar? Yeah,
3: I I think okay. that's correct, but we'd have to rewatch. Yeah, because we won't be like, oh my god, like it, it,
0: it, people in the comments, oh no, that was totally wrong. That wasn't this, like you know, I, we don't want that.
3: <laughs> well, I I haven't watched Content of Destruction and so It's long. like I've it's seen been... it, but like I've seen
0: it recently, like not recent, recent, but like you know. I rewatch no. some of this stuff every time. No, right, I'm, right, not right. Li- I'm not like I'm not. I know y'all probably don't watch it a lot, but I watch rewatch Power Rangers like often, so it, it's fresh in my memory. But it's like I still forget some things.
1: Yeah, but uh, what did we think of episode four, guys?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, this was probably one of the more sh- blandish episodes so far. Yeah, yeah. Probably give it a. I probably still give it like a seven, though.
1: I'd give it an I, eight just because it. I it. I was really curious about what the forest meant with like the time that Zato has left, which left me really intrigued. But again, it is ultimately just the setup or something. So uh, b- now, which is why I'd give it an eight.
3: I I do want to say there's a lot of foreshadowing in this episode for Zato. Uh-huh. Not not the obvious stuff about the fort the forest said, but also what the word zenith here means. Yep. And I don't know if y'all know what zenith means, but the official Oxford dictionary definition is the time at which something is most powerful or successful. Yep. And as we go through the season, we will see what that means for Zayto.
1: Yeah. Yep. How about Riz Anthony, what would you give it? Eight.
0: Cool. Well, I'll give it an eight as well.
3: All right, cool. Ooh, ooh, a great episode coming up. I love this. <laughs> <That's>
1: so do <laughs> <nice. laughs> This episode is called "Rock Out," and that because... name is so fitting <laughs> cool for this episode. <laughs> okay, so, um, so first of all, bit of a thing. Um, so Zed has pretty much taken over Earth, and he has declared martial law. And all of the other Ranger teams are being held hostage in prisons. But that uh, that's just a setup for future plots for the later episodes. Um, the, the Rangers, meanwhile, you know, our Cosmic Fury Rangers, they travel to a planet called Akral because that's where the Cosmic Dragonzord is being held. And Zed's forces are trying to get it. So they have to go there to uh, try to um, make sure that, the, uh, that that they can get it before Zed's forces do And they show up disguised as monsters, and they're, but they're not just monsters, ladies and gentlemen. They are a metal band of monsters called Meat Chrome, (laughs) which (laughs) I could not stop laughing when I saw this. Like,
3: best um, band name ever. And that song is amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, and they 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 are pretty so they distract um, the squid ink miners, uh, you know, just putting on an entertainment show for them. And they do it just enough to allow Zato to get in and free the Cosmic Fury Zord. Uh, a little bit of drama happens with uh, with uh, Fern. This also furthers their plot. Fern actually joins in the diversion at one point, but she almost gets hit really bad, and Izzy gets really angry about that. But we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, they free And pretty much the way that the episode ends is that uh, they free the Zord and they return it to the base, um, but they also get a call from Tarek revealing that Zed's forces are pretty much almost completely victorious on Earth, and the anti-Zord field, the source is actually the squid drills, and the ship's transformation to the ship is nearly complete, and um, we get a brief cameo from Heckle from Dino Charge, but we'll talk more about that later. And unfortunately, Ali has pay- placed a tracker on the Cosmic Dragon sword and Zed sends him out to hunt the Rangers down. So, uh, what do we think about this one, guys?
3: I was- loved Meat Chrome. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was Izzy. You could definitely scene, right. I think so. Yeah, that was. You could
2: definitely tell that the cast had fun filming this. I
0: could tell too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember when like they showed like a shot of like the the Rangers. Uh, like, so when they when they've taken their masks off, it showed like uh, Amelia, Javi, Izzy, and. Ion in their monster disguises without their outfits, and they were wearing some weird looking outfits. And I'm like, okay, what's the story behind them being in these outfits? And then when I saw these monsters, and I realized that, like, I it, that's both awesome and hilarious at the same time. Because at yeah, first I'm thinking,
0: awesome. like, what is this a Halloween episode? I'm just like, because I cause I saw the I saw the, the 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 preview shots, and they were wearing those costumes. I'm like, yeah, was it Halloween or something? Like, what was, what was this? <laughs>
3: i i assumed it was a disguise for when they're infiltrating some planet for some business but i didn't know what
2: yeah i'll give them give them points for creativity i've never had a ranger team do something like this before
3: (laughs) i i also like that we're able to include fern now because they wrote fern to have experience as a musician which only javi had so Mm -hmm. fern had to come help them to make a convincing band It's it's the small things for me. Yeah, much to
0: yeah. Izzy's annoyment. but well,
1: we'll, 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 get, get, there get, we'll there. get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do we want to give Rock off out of ten, guys?
3: I want to give it a ten just because of the song. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving it a ten too. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was that a, it song was a is ten worthy. It was a. It, Man, it was, it a, it was a nine. Just seriousness.
2: Yes. Like, creativity-wise, yeah, I'll give it, yeah, it creativity. was a 9. Well, yeah. Uh, it was also nice to see Zato back in action yeah. fully.
3: Oh, God, yeah. yes. Like, I don't know about y'all, but during Dino Fury, I liked Zato a lot. Like, he, he wasn't an Andrews or a Carter or anything, but he was such a solid red for the team. Mm -hmm. And having him back was so nice here. Yep. Especially, I liked the interaction in the beginning when Zato acknowledges and respects Amelia's new designation. I thought that was a nice little payoff.
2: Like he knew deep down that she would be perfect for the role if given the chance.
3: Well, not only that, but it's also solemn for him because of what the forest told him earlier.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Like he so, knew his team would be in good hands with him gone.
3: Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, we. I'm, I'm going to just say it right now. Like the the fear that we have at this point in the season is Zeta won't be there forever.
1: Yeah. So we want to move on to six now, guys. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Let's do it. All right. So we have takeoff. Uh, episode six. This is. Uh, most of this episode is just revolving around the rangers trying to escape from Eridus. Uh the, the big things that happen is that the engine ships malfunction, and while Solon is trying to fix one of the engines, uh, she gets captured, and with the other rangers pinned down, Fern intervenes, and she takes the final cosmic morpher. This is this is the morpher that was technically meant for Ollie, but uh, she goes to try and uh, save Solon, and then when she you know when she you know begins to fight the morpher, Sonoby bonds with her through Solon's energy, and that cre- turns Fern into a Ranger herself. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the very first official Orange Ranger. Welcome, Power Rangers. Enough. I know that we've had, I know that we've had Power mm-hmm. Rangers and Super Sentai before. You know we had, okay, we have Battle Cossack mm-hmm. and that absolute abomination of a Sentai that I wish I could get <laughs> through already. Battle J. Jay. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast. I'm trying to watch Battle Fever J right now, but I keep telling these guys that I hate it. I can't stand those <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so
0: much. You're not going to
1: watch that show. No, I'm not going to watch that
0: show. You say you don't like it. I don't like it either. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even watch it if I got paid to do it. Sorry, I don't watch
1: those. Watching. not worth it. <laughs>
0: and
1: then we had, you know, Tokyo Roku Go and. Till Kugel, which I mean, say what you will about him, he was a good character. I collector. liked his character,
0: I don't care what nobody says.
3: No, he was a great character in a sea of
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: three out of
0: three. Yeah. <laughs> three bad characters in yeah, was It was, it was three out of three, for me at least.
3: Yeah. Okay, green, orange. Yes.
1: Was it pink? Yeah, it was pink. Okay. Yeah, yeah I remember this now. You know what? And I'll say this. I, I love that Fern is a ranger and I love that she's orange. The only complaint that I'll make is that... I, and you know what? I mean, I don't even hate these... I mean, I have issues with the suits. Like I said, I don't hate them. But my only real complaint about this is that her helmet is a repainted version of uh, Amelia's helmet. And here's the thing. I'm cool with them repainting a helmet. That's not the problem that I have. My problem is... Why is it Amelia's helmet? Couldn't you have made it a repainted version of uh, Izzy's helmet because they're a duo? Like, why Amelia's helmet? Like, did you just pick a helmet at random? Like, you get what I'm trying to say? Like... It's
2: probably because maybe given what their helmets are designed off of it was the closest one to a yeah. raptor, which is what Solon yeah, is. Yeah, okay, do.
1: maybe fair enough, but
2: Because greens you can tell it's saber tooth tiger inspired because it has the the part of the visor that goes down like yeah. teeth. Yeah, so it wouldn't really a so fit saying. too well. Okay. It would have yeah. been nice if they added like spikes on the Just, top back yeah. of it to emulate her hair. It's, you know, something Solon to make it a look raptor? More... Yes. Yes. Or Raptor ish.
3: I thought they called her a stolon or something. Well
2: they that well that's what she is, but you can tell based off of her like posture and everything that she's closer to like a velociraptor. I'm gonna look this up okay. real quick. Just give me give, so, me give me a
0: couple seconds.
2: But I guess the T Rex helmet would be the closest equivalent, like yeah. design yeah. wise. Okay. So,
1: yeah, but Okay, I see.
2: Whatever. Yeah, but
1: but yeah, Fern is a ranger now, and I'm absolutely hyped for that. Fern, Fern is a great yeah. She
3: deserves it after everything she's been. Yeah,
2: there. yeah. I, I I had, had a feeling she was going to be a ranger because she's been. Yeah, well, she's she's been a good character from the little bit of time she's been around, and she's shown that she was more than willing to get her hands dirty. So, you know, she kind of earned it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Fern frees Solon, they fight off Ollie, and they successfully escape Iridus. And this kind of resolves the conflict, well, not entirely, but uh, Izzy, even though she's been protective of Fern this whole time, she congratulates Fern on being a ranger. And uh, with the rangers headed toward Earth, the episode ends with uh, Lord Zedd ordering Squillia to, uh, with Heckle next to her, because she has a crush on Heckle, and she's hanging out with Heckle, uh, to defeat the rangers before they can arrive so uh yeah what do we think about this one guys
3: i liked it a lot for the fern reveal mm-hmm. um, i think that's the best part of it um i think the other parts with like ollie and the team appearing to fight them meh like it's fine didn't really excite me that much, though. But the fern being in the orange rings was really hype. Yeah,
2: I think that the the plot around Ali finding them was more of like it built up tension because like their safe zone was kind of being closed in on. But yeah, like Solon being kidnapped. Don't don't touch Solon. She's too nice right. for this. Don't don't yeah. get her involved in any shenanigans. <laughs> And yeah, and, and Fern making history as being the first Orange Ranger and a deserving character on top of it. It was good stuff. I'd probably give this one an 8 myself, personally. The,
1: the only reason i take off points is because I, I love Fern. Like, the way that Fern becomes a Ranger and, like, her arc is absolutely fantastic. But I just wish there was a little bit of epicness to, like, how she debuts Because all she does is that, like... The morpher glows, and then she's all of a sudden in a ranger. Why like, couldn't you have done something like? And the reason why I bring this up because this is like one of my favorite, like new ranger, like debuts. Like, don't show her morphing, like, have her like show glowing from the outside of the cave, and then like maybe have the monsters uh, get knocked down, and then like slowly show her appear kind of like oh, Zane with uh, Ian's uh, Yeah, Zane. Yeah, Zane. Yeah. You know, he gets, he kicks these those Java looking creatures out of the Astro mega ship. And then we see these boots walk down and then he slowly comes out in his ranger form. And yet, so like, just do that where like, you know, Fern walks out in a ranger form. as like the big debut with like some epic music playing. And then they're like, Fern, is that you? Like that would have been a little bit more epic in my opinion. I don't know. Honestly, I, I, though, I, I love seeing his kind of of... appearance as the silver. Yeah. But
2: I kind of would have preferred if they had given her like a full screen dedicated morphing sequence because I haven't mentioned this yet, but I love the Cosmic Fury morphing sequence.
3: Yeah. Oh, dude, they're so great.
2: They they backflip into the morphing grid and stuff like that. I kind of wish they gave her like a a solo full screen. I know.
0: I remember Simon Bennett was like he they honestly he was not he couldn't do any like you know solo morphers for some reason or whatever because dude. time straight? I don't know. It was something he said on Twitter about it. No, it it's,
3: it's... because the Cosmic Fury and the Dino Fury morph sequences are so... Oh, long. yeah, okay, right. What? The Dino really, Fury man. morph sequence is super long compared to other morph
0: Even Samurai? Because <laughs> I thought Samurai was the longest one at all of them. Yeah. In my personal opinion.
1: I mean... What I'm looking at right now is like 18 seconds. That is nothing compared to the samurai Morphy Yeah. So
0: yeah. I need to go with Samurai
3: again, I guess. Actually,
0: matter of fact, my TV's muted, but I can go and look and see how long this Morphy it was last. So I need to know this myself.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: now, yeah, Samurai
2: so, does kind of overstay its welcome.
1: Yeah, but 18. Okay, well. I mean, Samurai's is so long that, like, there's literally an episode of Samurai where, like, a monster says, That was the longest costume change I've ever seen! Like, even the show is aware of how long the more (laughs) (laughs) consequences. But what do we want to give this episode 6 out of 10, guys?
3: I was going to give it an 8.
2: Yeah, I gave it an 8.
1: I'm going to... I'm giving it an 8.5 just because I love Fern's arc, but I'm still taking off points for that debut. Not that, I mean, they could have done it a whole lot better, and I mean, like I said, I mean, if you want to know how I would have done it, I would have done something similar to how they debut They debut Zane in In Space. I know I keep harping on that. I, I just love that inference that Zane makes in the show, so. But uh, anyway, we have episode seven, Operation Seasoning, where, uh, so the Rangers have arrived back on Earth, and they come up with a plan to had Tarek and one of his spot and some of his spies sabotage one of the squid drills because if one of the squid drills goes down, then the anti-Zord force field goes down. But their plan fails, and the Ranger Zords are damaged as they enter Earth, and everybody except Sado and Ion gets captured. Um, now, uh, there's one point where Heckel is speaking with Squillia, but then he turns on her and uh their um their assistant inkworth and he actually transforms into the dino charge dark ranger form which is an adaptation of the death ruger form from a uh, curious uh from uh Juden, sentai cure sorry and uh which canonizes an event that was previously seen in the in the comics i don't know the full story behind that but I do did know you be there
0: from talking about the, of the comics again
1: just heckle becoming the dark oh yeah so
0: it was a pretty it happened during i think in a midpoint between shattered grid because it was a pretty Mm -hmm. messed up story about how it happens i don't want to spoil for anybody who wants to hear about it
1: yeah but whatever those events are this episode canonizes it in the well it was already canon but it's still cool to see it
0: yeah, although I will say this: this one distinction from the comics to live action that it's completely different. Not talking about the helmet. I mentioned the helmet because the helmet was the, was the same as it was in um, Kyuujiru's special. Um, he actually used um, the blue and red downcharge morpher in the comic, and I know in the show he used the you know. His little boom, boomerang warfare I, I guess. I guess they just was figured like this. used boomerang warfare then. That was a very interesting, interesting change. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, and I, I need to say this before. Say, I know this is gonna be like. I'm. It's kind of like we're still talking about the episode. But I'm gonna say this one thing. I got so kind of irritated with it about this episode, but you'll know why, when we we'll continue the episode. So.
1: Okay. Now, a big thing that happens here, uh, we finally find out what uh, was said about uh, what uh, they meant from Zato. So, Zato actually saves the ranger Zords with some of his powers, but he's incredibly winded. And he's recovering at a resistance base. Um, and, and he reveals that the Morphin Masters use their energy to revive him. And... He's been given access to the powers of a Morphin Master. That's how he's able to save the Ranger Zords. But the downside to it is that once he uses up all of the energy that they gave him, he'll die. So, yeah, that's pretty... He's in a pretty dire situation. Um so the rangers uh, so uh, amelia's grandfather arrives with teleporters from grid battle force and they want to try to use them to transport the squid drills into zed's prison so that they can disable the shields and free them uh zedo wants to use his powers to help but ion and so on don't want to let him um and pretty much with the rest of this uh ion sets up the teleporters and the plan works you know they disable the shields around the prison Everyone is able to escape from the uh, civ- the Rangers and other civilians' escape, including Hobby uh, and Izzy's family. Uh, Heckle, in his Dark Ranger form, Billy, uh, you know, and all the Rangers, uh, you know, they capture Squillia, and they destroy the Squid Drills and the Megazord. And with that, the city of Pine Ridge is safe, and the Rangers return to base. Uh, Billy and Tarek, uh, they stay with Heckle at the Resistance... HQ, and I'm not talking about the Star Wars organization, by the way, um, where, you know, they're, they've are they captured Squillia, and, you know, they're, and with that, um, you know, with one city saved, our cosmic Fury rangers now have to find a way to save the Morphin Masters and Ollie, And that's how the episode ends. Uh, what do we think about this one, guys? Episode Before 7. Before
0: I even say anything, I want to know why, and before anybody even says anything, I just have to get this out of my chest. Please just let me have this. Why did they job my boy Heckle so bad? This is his first time you see him morphing live action and you just, you have him get get, get beat by that, that squilla chick? Really? Really, y'all? Really? <laughs> Come on. And, and, okay, even if he did get captured, I'd rather it been somebody else who would look more stronger than the, the squiggy chick, I'd prefer anybody else to, to, to have taken him out but her. Why it had to be her? I will never understand this. This is so ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of her as a villain yeah. at mm-hmm. all because she's kind of indifferent to the entire ordeal.
3: I'm not a fan of no, her, No one no, is. Yeah. yeah.
0: And besides from from the nostalgia, is is there any in-story reason why he's even there besides just... They need someone evil. Someone to pretend to be evil, but it's like I, I don't know. I guess I guess that's just my nitpick. If you want to argue with that, that's fine. I just I just I might I might have an issue with that. I I
2: maybe no, because I, there's no on uh, there's no record of him being a ranger up to this point. Maybe so he was wasn't suspicious.
3: <laughs> I mm-hmm. I feel like there's a bunch the tie in that we're not. Aware of, I'm um, yeah, um, to be fair. I'm he sure. only
0: appeared in two different uh, storylines in the comics, and the first one was uh, so of course a little bit in Shadow Grid, and the other was in I think it was Beyond the Grid, because him and several other Rangers were like it was. It's like it's like a big thing where like they got separated from the other Rangers during a during the fight with Draken and like, six of them were, like, only ones that are able to morph, but they couldn't morph in this new universe they were in because it was, like, no morphing great energy or something like that, and... But it doesn't really tie into this, though, so I don't know.
4: hmm
1: What about Riz and Patrick? You guys got anything to say?
2: Um... I thought this was just—it was nice to see uh, Billy get into the get into a fight again. It was cool to finally see Heckle get his. Because I was mad that Dino Charge never. I was too. (laughs) Yeah. I'm assuming I don't know if this was confirmed anywhere, but I think it was mentioned somewhere that he was supposed to become. Dark Ranger during Dino Charge, but the suit wasn't available to them at the time.
3: And Dino Charge, yeah, it wasn't available. It wasn't um, available. Dang.
2: That's what I thought.
3: They were doing something. After oh, was it? Was it during, so
2: was it during the
0: User one hundred years later thing? That's my only time. Oh, that's my only thing. Yeah. I, that's the only thing I could think of that they were able to use a suit for that reason. For
3: I think Toey occasionally will do like a. A play or something with the series oh, Road show. that might have
0: been yeah. it. I, I assumed it was something else because I forgot yeah. when but, that special. You know. But
2: yeah, I was I was I was upset that he didn't get this chance in Dino Charge. So I'm glad so, they finally gave him so the opportunity to
3: the behind the scenes reason for why they didn't include him. I think might also be that Saban only paid for the Kyu Ryozer footage. But he didn't pay the extra for the movie footage. That cheap mother...
0: You know what? It's fine. It's fine. It's
2: fine. It's fine. I mean, they could have had him just show up and used him in original footage for like one fight.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Right, but to get the suit, you have to pay the extra royalty on that, right? Oh, Lord.
2: Do they really have to pay the royalty for the whole movie even if they don't end up using footage from it? That's likely. Yeah, it's it's a suit, suit. so they have no choice but...
3: It's yeah. No whiz. It, yeah, Toei has a very big lockdown yeah. on it.
2: Mm hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, this is the episode where we got Giant Soul on. Yes. Right? Yep. Yes. That was fun. Yeah, was that hilarious. was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <I> like that.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> when she grew, I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, Squillia.
2: No, it was hilarious. She she deserved that
1: moment. She did. <laughs> what do we want to give seven out of ten, guys? Um <laughs> I just I, uh... wanna
3: say before we get to that, I also struggle to understand Okay, so my first big question is, well, how did Heckle get to this universe? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Anthony, let me talk. You've had your rant.
0: Okay, okay, you can go ahead. It's fine. Jeez. I'm disagreeing with you.
3: <laughs> it's so oh, my bad.
0: Though. I don't know. I, y'all got sets okay. of ears. Let me stop. I'm joking. <laughs> All
3: right, so I, I just want to understand, how did Heckle get here? and then what led to him getting the powers? because I, i'm i'm genuinely just curious on how that works.
2: want to know how he got here wes
3: but then why don't we or see coda wes?
2: or code i mean remember he has contacted the dino charge rangers the dino charge rangers have access to dimension hopping yeah so it's it could be implied that the Dino Charge Rangers are here for this, and maybe the RPM Rangers also.
3: So we got the real I, battle?
2: Yeah, it's possible, but as for how Heckle got his powers, I don't know. Did they ever mention anything about a Dark Energy during Dino Charge? Yeah. yeah. No, wait, that's how that's how Definitely. the Spinal Charger existed, yeah. So there had to have
0: been a The Dark Energy was a, was literally a plot uh, point in Dino Supercharge.
2: Yeah, I I remember yeah. I remember. yeah. So it does exist. So they could easily have just channeled it into a new Dino Charger for. Although we don't
0: use the you know, see them use easy. the Dino charger, but I'm implied. Yeah. Yeah,
2: we, yeah, it it yeah, it was never seen in the actual show, but you could just kind yeah, it's kind of, of like
0: it's not even that, that ho- like I'm oh, i, I miss me nitpicking again. I'm sorry. All they could have done was have like a little charger right there, just use that and then he can just do the instant morph, but it's fine. Meh. I'm really, I'm, I'm really just a nitpick when it comes to, the comes to this like guy because I really like Heckle during um, down, down Supercharge, but, but at the same time, they yeah. just kind of like yeah. dropped the ball with his character a little bit, especially like in the comics. They did such a better job of him in the comics. He gone with you.
2: Yeah, but that's why I'm gonna say, just be glad they even chose to give him this moment at all, even though I didn't like it. <laughs> yes. but I, I,
0: yeah, I, I, I have to take my losses when I, I,
3: to my games when I have to well, play them. So. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. if I can be honest here, I would have preferred they cut out some of mixed airtime to give Heckle more Yeah, time yeah,
2: absolutely.
3: Like, okay, so I like this part of the, this episode because we get a double blue team-up with Billy and Heckle for Dino mm-hmm. Power. It would have been cool if we could have gotten ethan somehow but we Unfortunately. didn't Unfortunately, and Kodo would have been amazing but i doubt that would ever happen because that would be too good mm-hmm. but no i i just like that a lot but yeah no to answer your question nate i'm probably going to give us an
2: 8.5 yeah. yeah i'll give it an eight also
1: i'll give it an well, eight too.
3: due to my rant i'm giving
2: it a seven so
0: I'm sorry.
2: Like, I'm sorry. I'm sitting over it. Uh, the petty, petty seven. seven.
1: Yes. <laughs> all right. So now we have episode eight, changing sides. Uh, so first off, we uh, Zed reveals a plan that he and Scrozzle made, where they're going to use the energy inside the machine that they used to trap the Morphin Masters. Now, on Earth, um, while, you know, the other rangers are, you know, they're going around, you know, liberating areas from Zed's forces. They liberate Japan and New Zealand. Um, They make a plan to free Ollie, where they want to destroy Ollie's Tricera statue, which would break his link to the morphing grid. And that would destroy all the energy in him that's making him evil. And the rangers get a little bit of help. Um, Ion, while locking up his cafe, he encounters... Some old villains from the previous season, uh, Slyther and Mucus, they're disguised in their human forms as magicians. Uh, they apparently survived the Battle of the Sporix Beast, and they decided, okay, well, we're going to stay humans now and uh, live amongst them as the Traveling Mushroom Circus. <laughs> but then, Lords said, destroyed their circus, um, and sensing that you know they're for real, that you know they've legitimately been redeemed, Ion recruits them. And to join the resistance against Zed's forces. And they come up with a plan to have them infiltrate one of the squid drills and discover Zed's base, as well as destroy the Tricera statue. And uh, during, uh, you know, but then they get attacked by, uh, you know, uh, Squillia and and Bajillia attack the, uh, um, well, no, no, no. Bajillia arrives at the the base trying to free Squillia. And they fight them off, and both of them are destroyed. And with that, uh, they decide to uh, – so Slyther, who, remember, can shapeshift, he decides to disguise himself as Squillia, and Mucus is going to be her new lawyer. I love that. <laughs> um, and they, they enter one of the squid drills. They discover where Lord Head's base is now unfortunately zeta was left comatose because of some magic that he used and but ion and solon now ion and solon have been refusing to tell the rangers his secret but zeta reveals it to himself and the episode ends with uh, the rangers receiving a transmission from zed's base on eltar uh now mucus and Slyther approach uh where the tricera statue is and the morphin masters are being held and they destroy the Tricera statue, and they demorph Ali, but unfortunately it still looks like Ollie is under Zed's control, and he captures the two. A little bit of a fun fact, uh, Billy mentions the city Reefside is still under Zed's control. Reefside is the home city of the Dino Thunder Rangers, so that's pretty cool. Um, what did we think of uh, Episode 8, guys?
2: It was a good episode because Slithers, <laughs> right? Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't. I, one of my f- things that every time I was watching Dino Fear is like, Slicers might be one of the best reoccurring villains in the series. Oh yeah, <laughs> jab, punch, <laughs> sweep kick. Like his, <laughs> <laughs> the dialogue he got was right. amazing. So him and him and Mucus being back put a stupid smile on my face. I'm glad that they changed sides and. Actually, did something kind of cool with like some uh, spy ops level and stuff. I'm trying to remember, it, it was just a f- it was just a fun I'm episode. I'm trying to you remember, remember
0: that mirror wish thing. Was that was that established in the last two seasons? Because I don't remember it. It's what it's the what it me? remember that wish that Mucus wanted to be human. Uh, was that was that?
3: Yeah,
2: remember those? You remember those tablets? The, those the uh, things that they bought at that. Uh, was it a circus one time where Emilia wished to find out what happened to her oh, parents and everybody right. oh, else? Yeah. I, I remember through.
0: now. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay,
2: yeah, yeah. Muka, yeah, mucus still had I one of those. I was so
0: confused. And, I was like, why don't you just wish the thing back to be? Yeah, <clears throat> I, I, mean, I know why. Okay, that, that makes perfect sense now.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm
3: glad one of us three watched it because I was like, wait, yeah, <laughs> where'd that yeah. come from?
2: Yeah, I sat there. Uh, I watched. All fifty-something episodes in the span of a week. Man, thank for this. you for that. Because I always <laughs> so forgot. Dino Fury is still fresh on my <laughs> mind. that. I was like, <laughs> "Where would this come yeah. from?" Like... <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you if if you had like a, a gap between watching the two. That episode was that moment was kind of forgettable. Yeah. So I don't blame you.
1: Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, you have anything to say, Riz?
3: Um. No, I think y'all covered this pretty well, honestly. like, I- I'm just happy to see Mucus back. Like, Mucus is such an adorable character in this thing. Yeah. And you can never hate Mucus, despite no. her name being terrible.
2: Yeah. Mm. yeah her, and S- her and Slice are both, yeah. in general, are fun characters. And the actress oh, who plays M- uh,
0: Mucus, who, who also plays her in the in her human form as well, she's pretty cute, I'll say that. I was like, wow, she's pretty cute. <laughs>
3: She is really cute.
1: Isn't her counterpart male in Ria Soldier? Yes,
0: <laughs> unfortunately.
2: <laughs> okay. Wait, seriously? That's yeah. a male character yeah. in really? Soldier? Wow. I, I don't the know. Design, the design fits female. Yeah, I, d- I agree. I definitely yeah. agree.
0: And um, actually, I, I probably already said this several times in our review, but um, Mucus in the Japanese version is actually the one that creates the monsters of the week. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. really? it's pretty gross huh. how this character uses his abilities. But you have uh, if, if we ever, I hope we never get to get to Rear Soldier because I, I'm dreading <laughs> as much as much as as y'all say how some of the other Sentai's are bad. Rear Soldier is kind of up there in in terms of being bad in my personal opinion because I've seen the whole thing and it's pretty, it's pretty bad. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, dang. Maybe I'll have to adjust my bottom five Super Sentai series <laughs> after I'm done with it. But that. y'all might like it though. Um, I don't
0: know. I maybe I maybe I missed something. Maybe I'm just like, uh,
2: you know, I'm getting mm, too hard on it. Mm. I don't know. In due time. Yeah. In due time.
1: Yeah. What One would we give? What would we give? Episode eight out of ten, guys.
2: Nine. am giving gonna give it. Um, I'm, I'm yeah.
1: Too. yeah. Yeah. All right. So now we move on to our penultimate episode, episode nine, Master Plan. Um. So uh as the episode begins with you know uh Billy and Ion are wondering how they can uh you know save Zato, but something more important happens uh well okay not like you know something a bit more crucial happens uh Zed reveals that he's captured Slither and mucus and you know Ali you know they haven't they haven't cured him and Vigilia has also regenerated from one of her tentacles that survived the blast But then, in the middle of the message, Ollie revealing that he actually was cured from Zed's control, he turns on him and reveals the Rangers' Zed's plan to use... Basically, he wants to use the Morphin Master energy to make himself a Morphin Master. And with that, the Rangers, you know, um, make a plan to go on to Eltar. Now, there's a brief, uh, you know, pep talk uh, between her and Billy... Uh, Billy warns Amelia that they might be, you know, walking into a trap, and, you know, the, the Cosmic Fury Rangers are going to be on their own because the other Ranger teams are uh, are saving other cities, and Amelia opts, okay, she'll lead the Rangers by herself, Billy wishes her luck, and after they fight off uh, Inkworth, which is one of Brigilia's uh, assistants, uh, the Rangers, so the Rangers destroy him, and then they infiltrate Zed's forces, and they free Ollie, slight and mucus, but then they get trapped in a prisoner room, which uh, their teleportation's been blocked and the fortress is being left to self destruct And with no other solution, Zeta uses what little remains of his Morphin Master energy to shield the Rangers from the blast. And he saves the team, but it comes at the cost of his life. Uh, the Morphin Grid opens up and takes his body away. Ion gets knocked out um, after that happens. Uh, the Rangers, uh, they take Zedos Morpher and Master Red Staff back to base. The Rangers arrive at uh, Zed's... Tran- um, so Zed begins his uh, transformation. He becomes his own mas- Morphin Master form called uh, Master Zed. Now, Ali is able to use uh, Zedos Morpher to transform into his own Blue Cosmic Fury Ranger form. And they try to take on Master Zed, but he's too powerful, and he destroys the Cosmic Fury Zords. But uh, Virgilia and her forces uh, they arrive and they capture Lord Zed and the Master Captivator. That's the uh, that's where all the Morphin Masters are being held, and the Rangers are also captured by Virgilia's forces. And she had Virgilia reveals that she has her own plans to use Master Zed to create a. Re- Basically, what will happen is that it's going to really create a reverse Zordon wave. So remember in Countdown to Destruction how Zordon released an energy wave that destroyed all the forces of good? Well, they're going to do that, but the exact opposite. There's going to be a huge energy wave that sweeps across the universe and destroys everything that is good. Which, that's not good. And hope looks lost. Mucus and Slyther go to help Solon. Uh, go go to try to help while no they try to go find help while Solon calls out for help to the other Ranger teams, and the episode ends with uh, Virgilia counting down until they'll release the evil wave. Uh, one fun fact here is that Billy mentions the city New Tech City that is well technically not in the timeline yet, but in a few years from now it will be the home city of the SPD Rangers, which. Maybe that's also, maybe that kind of connects with the uh, Space Patrol Alpha thing that uh, Adam and uh, Aisha were working for in Once and Always. But, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, nice little if we if, if, if we're, don't name
0: the timelines correctly, and hopefully, maybe this is kind of like how the year is in canon. There's only like, what, two years before SPD starts in the timeline, if it, if it takes place in 2023. So, maybe it It makes sense for New Tech City to be be active and round for that time period.
3: Well, the only problem with all of this, and this is a humongous nitpick. I acknowledge that 100%. And this does not detract any value from what they're doing here. It's just a nitpick I have. It doesn't make sense to say that the aliens that are being displaced right now and being sent to New Tech City... The foundation in New Tech City because in parts of SPD they referenced events with aliens like 10, 15. Yeah, ah, you know what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) It's a small little nitpick. They did their best to try and rectify the the continuity, but they can't because we have we would have needed Disney or um. Or uh Saban to have done something yeah, that's earlier, true, so dang it. <laughs> Saban! <laughs> but it's very But it's still very it's very cool to see this happen and them to at least acknowledge it to try and save the continuity. Because if they hadn't made that reference, we'd be wondering where did New Tech City come from and where did the alien coming from? It's true so yep. I, I like it i just wish we had foresight from saban and disney to do more with it earlier
4: mm-hmm.
3: um but as for the episode okay so i know we've been rebuilding the lost hope from episode one and two right like where we lost Data, we lost ollie we have hobby with half a with one arm missing and we've been slowly redoing stuff, getting new powers, getting better at the Zords. Got Zato back. Got Ollie with a bionic arm. But then out of left field, fricking Master Zed. And my my first thought was, man, Hasbro really wanted to one up uh the Boom Studio Comics because Boom Studio Comics made Zed mm-hmm. a Power Ranger. And Hazgrove mm-hmm. said, "I see your power range, and I'm going to raise you a morphing." Pretty much. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. But I, um, you, uh, go ahead.
2: I said you had to have seen the look on my face when they it, they went over that the plan was meant to be in an inverse of the in space ending.
1: Oh, okay. yeah, that's awesome. With
2: the reverse Z wave. I was
3: like what? <laughs> it's it's honestly very perfect in my opinion. I know a lot of yeah, people I know. like it. I don't like it. And I don't understand who's
0: doing it, but I do like the I, the plan, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah. I also mm-hmm. like the uh, reference. I don't know if it's in this episode or episode ten, but Master Zed makes a comment saying, I wish Dark Spectre could see me now. Yeah, <laughs> love that reference. I thought that was pretty awesome. But, you know, I I don't mind this being Zed. The only person I would have rather have been is Rita.
2: Yeah, but Zed I, needs a bigger impact than Rita does.
3: Correct, and that's why I don't mind Zed yeah. being the one. Like, I genuinely am very curious to hear Anthony's reason for why not Zed. Hmm? Why not then for this evil way? Oh no, 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 no! You misunderstood is... what I
0: was saying. I didn't say I didn't like him being the. I didn't like, the Jillian be the one having doing the the planning. is what I meant to say.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that I agree. I can't with stand. Bajillion. I, can, yeah. I cannot
0: stand her. I think that's probably the reason why I didn't like this season all that much because, like, just. She was on to bring it. I understand that she's there as like the reason why is it ha- has all these like new, you know, minions and and weaponries and all that stuff and ships and all that. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. I, that, that but I kind of wish she has just been de- just kept been destroyed mm-hmm. during that that fight between or Mucus and Scyther uh, come back because honestly I didn't really yeah. I just don't like the character. Like, even though, yeah, like, the character is doing a lot and that's cool and all that,
2: I just don't like you. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: No, I mean, that's fair. I I get that. I mean,
2: it also makes sense because she's the CEO of a company, she ends up being a slime ball who manipulates people.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And honestly,. I'm gonna probably get some flack for even saying this, but I don't really care. I agree. No, but I agree with you on that one. Honestly, how do you know would get to your agreement when I haven't made my point yet? Uh,
0: I only agree with you at the point where you're gonna yeah. say like, "Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't, don't really care about her as a CEO or whatever." What was this? No, oh, no wasn't, that
3: wasn't okay. Okay. my point. So let me make let me make my point. Before <laughs> okay, <you say> something. <laughs> I'm gonna roll here, man. <laughs> no, you're not. You're off. No, I was going to say, I like Bedelia's character in one instance, and that's, it's a commentary about the world today that we live in, especially with the wars and all that going on right now in other parts of the world. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go any further than that. You guys in this podcast Mm -hmm. know my views on it, but... yep. I think it's very fitting that we have some social commentary here talking about how these corporations and companies out there are pulling the strings to create more war to make more profit for themselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i thought that was a very apt social commentary and a very mature take for power rangers to even acknowledge that like we don't get power rangers doing social commentary like this very often if ever and i i I tend to think that this was a really good thought at like helping kids understand the crappy world that we sometimes live in because You know, while Basilia and Squillia are kind of goofy and derpy, and we don't really like them as characters, but at the same time, if you really think about it, do we really like the big companies out there right now, like SpaceX and Meta and all the other companies out there that are doing similar stuff right now?
2: (laughs) No. Not even close. (laughs)
3: So I think while we dislike Basilia and Squillia, I think Simon has a huge win here for those characters because Mm -hmm. they're not meant to be liked. We have Lord Sid for somebody that we like, but we needed villains that we can genuinely say we don't like. And I, I think they fit that bill pretty well in that context. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, absolutely.
3: So, I, I, I get why they did what they did here. I don't dislike it. I actually respect it. And honestly, a lot of the stuff that happened in this episode is just really soul-crushing and amazing, like, the stakes have never been higher in the entire history of Power Rangers. We've never had something like an evil wave to knock out all the good in the, in the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we've never had a threat like this. We've never had to deal with, like, this problem. And I, I don't know. This, this really ups the ante a lot. And I'm probably going to get more flack for this.
1: But I'm gonna give this a ten. Yeah, I'm giving it a ten too. Like yeah. both Vigilia's plan and the idea that like Zord, uh, Zed wants to become a a morphin master. Like I I, I love both of these plans. Like
2: yeah. yeah, I don't I don't remember the last time I felt this tense watching an episode of Power Rangers.
3: Yeah, <laughs> the the correct answer is you've never felt this tense watching an episode of Power Rangers.
2: No, uh... I have once. No, here's the thing. I have once before, and that's going to be a point I'm going to bring up when we get done talking about the next episode because it's it's gonna it's gonna come full circle for me.
1: Okay. Left? Do we let's all see. do we all want to give this a ten?
2: Uh, because of
0: what I said earlier, I don't want to give it a ten because, like I said, even though you explained all that, I still don't necessarily like. Like I said, I like you gave me a good explanation I and more power to you. I just don't. I just don't agree. I'm gonna
3: give it a nine. So yeah, that that's that's respectable, man. I mean, I
1: yeah, fair enough.
3: Yeah, nine is not yeah. a bad number for this. Nope.
1: All right, we move on to this very last episode, episode ten, which is simply called the end. Um, so uh, the episode begins with uh, Ion finding himself in another world, which is the Morphing Grid, and he sees Zato, but it's not actually Zato, and I'll go into more detail on that in a second. But, uh, back, up, uh, so Mucus and, Scy- and Slyther, they commandeer a squid drill, and they interview, interfere with the, uh, evil wave attack, and they force Virgilia to retreat, and the Rangers try to escape Beltar, and, um... They but they're stopped by Zed's blockade but luckily Billy arrives uh, and there's many other Ranger teams in tow. Uh, We get like this big all out Megazord brawl which is absolutely awesome. We have the original Megazord. We have the Astro Megazord. We have the Galaxy Megazord, the Ninja Steel Megazord and the Beast X Megazord and they all arrive to break Zed's blockade. Really cool. Reminds me of what they were originally planning to do for the final battle against uh, Serpentera and Forever Red. This episode finally gave us something like that. And it's awesome. Uh, I
2: yelled when the Astro Megazord (laughs) popped up. Dude.
3: (laughs) I yelled. I was like, yeah. I need to set the stage for you here, Patrick. Uh Like I said earlier in the podcast, I watched this episode... Probably at five o'clock in the morning. By the time I got to yeah. the point, yeah,
2: it was about four thirty in the morning for me too.
3: So, you know, four thirty five o'clock in the morning on the premiere date that's coming out. Mm-hmm. House is empty, and all, <laughs> all through the house, all you can hear is a what the hell? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <was this>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, I believe it. The, the, only the only complaint, the only complaint I have about this, aside from uh, the original Megazord, where they use the uh, either it's stock footage or it's new footage, but they use the um, cockpit that we see uh, in Once and Always. We don't see any of the any of the other ones, which I think really sucks because, like, I mean, you can just use some brief stock footage from. The Beast X Megazord's cockpit. Because, I mean, the Beast X Megazord is from one of your seasons, so you can take that. And, message. like, they literally uh, did this yeah. in the
0: Grid Connection, uh you know, team-up.
1: Yeah. You, you well, Could you give us, like, you have Mick in his Ninja Steel suit. Can mm. you just film some footage with him in a different cockpit with him piloting the Ninja Steel Megazord? Like...
2: I mean, couldn't yeah. you at least gotten Andros and Leo to do like a, a voice line or something? Because I don't know like a simple little voice recording over S- Skype or something could have been like, real you nice. Still, you could have, have, have gotten the Rangers same guy there. who did
0: uh, the Leo one from um, the Lost the Lights the and Rescue team up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. Nope, 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 nope. Or just get someone to voice. Okay, like Power Rangers yeah. has a history of getting du- terrible dub voice actors. Even Hasbro has to have a Connor's voice in that one. You don't, talk about, don't talk about yeah, that. No. Don't talk about um, that. <laughs> yeah, but so just get, like, even if you just give me, like, a brief, like, shot of, like, the. Red spacesuit with some poorly dubbed actor that doesn't even sound like Christopher Cayman Lee. I'll be mm-hmm. a little bit, I'll be frustrated, but, well, but, then, but then the kid in me is going to say, "Who cares?" There's Andros for two seconds. <laughs>
2: so, and then
1: I'll I mean, will just get the budgetary thing at this point.
2: Yeah, because this whole thing was original footage for the most part. They probably had to conserve. So- they Bonds. had
3: they had the models already made for the OG Megazord because of once and always, mm-hmm. but having to make the Astro Megazord, the Lost Galaxy Megazord, and the other two, dude, that that's that's a budget. That's, yeah, that, that's yeah. a big hit. So giving us that, I respect. I, I have questions on the legality they had. They would have had pulling footage from in space or lost galaxy yeah because there are rights that saban would have still owned for that stuff i think because it's complicated right like if you look back at overdrive um when adam did the morph they have to build up a whole new morph sequence because they couldn't take the morph from the saban era
1: and they also had gave him a brand new theme song because they could not yeah. use the Go-Go yeah. Power Rangers thing. Mm-hmm. So.
3: Correct. Which is also kind of sort of why they rebuilt the Mighty Morphin morph sequence in Once and Always and copy and pasted Billy's over from that. So I have questions on if they had the legality to pull in that
1: footage. But, but my thought is like maybe you could Take the Megazord cockpit from Once and Always, but then like maybe dim the lighting a little bit to like cover it up, and just show like one close-up shot of like Andro speaking, and then with, and then with the Galaxy Megazord cockpit, you know, you can just have Leo standing up in like some mm-hmm. dimly lit room with mm-hmm. like with his hand over the, one of the Trans Dagger things. I think
3: but, the issue you're gonna have there is the. The New Zealand studio does not keep the suits that they have. They have to go back to Toei at the end of the season. Yeah, for example, the Beast Morpher suits Mm. were not with them anymore. In Space was never really there except for during Super Mega Force for like five seconds. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they had access to the suits and they, they couldn't do it. Mm hmm. It just sucks because Toei and the American adaptations of the Super Sentai stuff have such a weird relationship where we could have had all these other suits make an appearance, like you're saying, like, you know, like a five-second thing with poorly done voice acting. But you know what? To be honest with you, Nate, Christopher Kamen and Lee would have come back for that one-liner. I promise you yeah. that would have happened. Yeah, that, he dude. would. I
2: have Man, if I heard Andros's voice one more time. I'd say, <laughs> you need <laughs> both, buddy. You need <laughs> both. Yeah.
3: I mean, I don't expect Leo would have come back. Like, I don't think he could have gotten to do it again. Or if he did, it'd be very difficult. Yeah. Because he's not as involved in the community anymore. But Christopher came and yeah. is everywhere.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah.
3: He was just three hours away from me in a, a small town in Texas. And he's going to be at. Uh,
1: I think he's at Ranger Stop this year, if I'm not mistaken, in Orlando. Oh, okay. Yeah, hopefully he come. Hopefully he comes here next year, so that Patrick can meet him. And Ryan,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Patrick. <Hey>. <laughs>
4: <laughs> anyway, let's, uh,
1: Anyway, let's continue. We got a lot more to cover here. Um, yeah. So, the Rangers find a way to stop the evil wave from blasting out of the Master Captivator. Uh, Ion wakes up mm. from his coma. And the Rangers come up with a plan to send the Captivator into the Morphin Grid, which would, you know, stop it from uh, killing everyone if it gets unleashed. So the Rangers head to Zordnia, uh, where they hope to use uh, Master Red staff to open up a portal to the grid. But they get chased by Brasilia, who tries to stop them from opening the portal. Uh, they destroy her with a new weapon called the Cosmic Blaster. But the Captivator reaches a critical point. And then Zedo arrives. He is now a Morphin Master. And he sends the Rangers into the Captivator. And that's where they encounter Master Zed. Zedo convinces Zed that he'll be destroyed if the wave gets released. And uh, he'll free Zed if he releases the Morphin Master's energies. And Zed agrees, though he's reluctant at first. And uh, th- this is... Well, we'll talk about it when we get done. So Zed is freed from the tube... And he's not destroyed, but he gets trapped in a vision where he's basically forced to live his worst nightmare. He's stranded with Rita Repulsa, his wife, (laughs) 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 which, um, and Zato says that he might find, so this is basically Zed's final fate. And with that, the Morphin Masters have been freed. Uh, they congratulate the Rangers on a job well done. Um, And Zato becoming a Morphin Master was thanks to the consciousness that he met in the Morphin Grid, which uh, saved Zato. Zato bids farewell to his friends, and they have a heartfelt goodbye. He departs with he departs with the uh, Mm -hmm. other Morphin Masters, and then we get a big epilogue where they return home. Uh, You know, Hobby they attend a concert with Hobby and you know Tarek and Santura, they have their second child yeah they were revealed to be pregnant at the end of a dino fury season two um and billy concludes that I- ion the energy that ion saw in the morphing grid was zordon it just materialized as zedo because you know he was familiar with zedo and that leads billy to conclude that zordon may still be out there somewhere and the episode ends with the Rangers celebrate. The episode and the season ends. The Rangers celebrated Javi's concert. And Zato watches over his team as they cheer on. And that is how Cosmic Fury ends.
3: Cool, cool, coolio.
2: That last line that Zato had made me almost tear up a little it bit. Did? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just because it was like, it was like, I mean, yeah, but like, you um, know, he was like, I guess I didn't feel that way because it was it was him watching over his friends one last time, and that cool cheesy line that he'd been spewing the whole time felt more like somber this time.
1: It did, yeah.
2: So, but so,
1: yeah. Uh, anybody want to go first with their thoughts on this episode?
2: I'm. I want to kind of merge <clears throat> the last two episodes into one because yeah, this this so is going to be it. a bit of a story. <clears throat> I had been a fan of this series since the beginning, since Day of the Dumpster, just like Riz was. Yeah. And even though I was a fan of Mighty Morphin, Zeo, and Turbo, I was never really that into the Power Rangers up until In Space happened. And In Space was the season that fully pulled me in. It What cemented me as a diehard Power Rangers fan was countdown to destruction which i still believe is the best finale in the series mm-hmm. yeah. and i don't think you guys would disagree with that too much watching the last two episodes of this it brought me back to that day that saturday morning when i was watching countdown to destruction for the first time i Fox kids because It had the same feeling almost to the point where this was written to be a sequel to countdown to destruction in terms of like the grand invasion of earth and the inverted z-wave and just like the overall like series finality feeling to it all and remember how i said that this this two-parter made me feel tense so did countdown to destruction way back in the day. And yeah, it, this, this finale reminded me why I love this series so much because it reminisced from the two parter that made me truly fall in love with the series. So to say that I was <laughs> reverted back to a seven, eight year old kid watching this would be the understatement of the goddamn century. <laughs> I felt nostalgic watching this. It was intense, and just like it, just it just felt like a big love letter to everybody who'd been with the series since the the Zordon era. And yeah, I, I loved it.
3: Yeah, to kind of go off of that, while. I have some nitpicks about the ending. I I have to you, Patrick. This was a love letter to us in the same mm-hmm. way that Once and All of Once in All of is a love letter to us.
1: Mm-hmm. But
3: I think this is a bigger love letter to us because mm-hmm. this was written for the hardcore fan. Once mm-hmm. and All of this is written for the fans who dropped Power Rangers after Mighty Morphin. And, you know, I I greatly just fell in love with the story and the stakes being so high because you're right. This was complete Countdown of Destruction vibes. I mean, I remember mm. um, when we were growing up and Fox had done like a little preview for the next episode um, which was going to be Countdown of Destruction and I remember seeing in the little preview clip the shadow ranger blue centurion uh-huh. and i was like wait Tr- that's great yeah. you know these yeah, are tray, all characters yeah.
1: That... yeah we see the alien that... rangers there too yeah
3: right so we're seeing all these other rangers and while it felt kind of depressing knowing that the stakes are so high little six seven year old rizwan was seeing a little bit of hope to how we can finish this because it's not just a fight for one team of rangers it's all rangers doing this together which is what we get here and unfortunately Mm -hmm. we don't see the suits as much like we don't see like dino thunder or um Mm -hmm. lightspeed rescue or time force or anyone like we don't see the suits doing their thing but we hear about them. Billy mm-hmm. makes sure to keep us updated on the fact that, hey, you know, Roofside is under attack. And so we can all assume Connor, Kira, and um, Ethan are off fighting a good fight to protect their city. And so we're getting these little callbacks to make it feel like, okay, this isn't just Amelia's team dealing with this. It's everyone and that's really amazing to me i mean we even got heckle for god's sake yep and that to me is insane i wish heckle was in the final scene but um i i do love the fact that we got this thing where just everyone comes together to to defeat zed and stop z wave in their own way Mm um i also gotta say i Ollie's character, dude, his entire character arc is like, it's just incredible to me, his, his character arc, because the first time he turned evil, he was under some goofy spell, and he didn't really know what was going on, but this time, the spell's stronger, and he's cognizant of what's going on, and so... He remembers a conversation he and Zed had, and he was able to use that logic that Zed told him to convince Zed to relinquish that power. And it just felt like a full circle for Ollie to me, and it made his character all the better, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, Ollie has moved up into like being a top five blue.
3: Yeah, <clears throat> well, and that's the that's the thing I kind of struggle with a little bit. So while I agree with you, he's one of the best blues now. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I can really say that because he's <clears throat> is he still the best blue or like he's is he still one of the best blues even though he was evil for the parts that made him one of the best.
2: Yeah, I would still count it.
3: Okay. I'll just on it. Because that's, that's the thing I struggle with is he was evil for the best parts of his character growth.
2: Yeah, but it's it's how he responded to those moments that...
1: Yeah. Well, let's save this part choice. for the character analysis yeah. part. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, um, I'll say that the only complaint I have, and even then, I mean, it's just an epic... I kind of wish that they just... Like, that they had, like, a big, epic... Like, maybe, like, a fight with Lord Zed's... Partially, before they convince him to, like, go down. Like, that's the one problem I have. Because, like, even, like, before Andro's... Like, in Countdown to Destruction, before Andro's destroys Zordon's energy tube, he has to go through, like, a huge fight with First astronomer which creates this big emotional moment when he's afraid he's killed his sister. And... Then, after that, he has to fight Eclipdor briefly before he destroys the energy tube. Like, could we have just gotten, like, a little bit of action between them and Lord Zed? Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean, I kind of wish that they destroyed Lord Zed. Like, this... I mean, it... I don't know. It feels like their final fate with Lord Zed was just meant to just be a bit more played for laughs or something. So, that's a... That's the one thing that kind of brings this down a little bit. But, it's yeah. just a i actually agree with
0: Nate on this one. You no,
1: know, and I... I
3: have the same nitpick, Nate, about Lord Zed's fate. Um, And my nitpick actually goes back into chronological ordering in history. Because the Lord Zed that is reanimated in Dino Fury is the Lord Zed prior Mm -hmm. to marrying Rita. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense to me for Lord Zed to have a fate being stuck with his wife when... This Zed doesn't know a wife.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, I'm like, sure he's been told about it from other people that, you know, he married Rita at some
1: point, but. I mean, the entire climax is just them talking with Lord Zed. Like, we have just. I, I was really looking forward to seeing them fight Lord Zed a little bit, and I understand that, like, he's so powerful that, like, defeating him conventionally would just feel really cheap. So I get that you have to come with an unconventional ending for this whole thing but could we have just gotten like a little bit of action between those I, two like Well,
3: I think hang on Anthony. I I want to I want to give you something that I think you're going to enjoy. Um I think what they could have done here and what would have made this like an 11 for me would have been if Zeto as Morphing Master fought Lord Zed. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that was it. Like yep. le- The other mm-hmm. rangers sat back and watched while Zeta did mm-hmm. the fighting. Morphing Master versus Morphing Master. He wouldn't have won, but it would have still have been a really cool demonstration.
1: Like maybe the other, and you go, give the other five rangers something to do. Like them defeating, like give them like a brief fight with like Brigilia before they use the Cosmic Blaster. No. And they get to do their thing. Brigilia's not, really not worthy of that. Well, okay, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, still Zato. But still, I like the idea of just a final battle between Master Zenith and Master Zed.
3: Yeah, because again, look at Zato's name, Zenith. What does that mean? Like yeah. the point of time when he is the most powerful. He has become one of the most powerful beings in the universe. He's not Master Zed strong because he doesn't have the power of five of them, or no. Six of them? Are there six or five Morphing Masters? There's this? six. Uh, I think six. Six. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't have the power of six Morphing Masters, so he can't win, but it would still be a really cool fight. And I think that that fight would go a long way in helping people like Anthony be more
1: okay with how yeah, the thing ended.
3: Cause...
1: And it. Go ahead uh, and
0: Honestly, that I, pretty much Riz pretty much summed up my feelings towards the ending. Like, I was thinking it was like okay, is, I have my nitpicks or whatever and my issues with it overall. But I figure okay, they might they might fix it in the ending. I'm just like, that was it. That that that's it. <laughs> like, I I was betting more, but I guess I don't know. It just just wasn't really feeling it. And that when I was talking to you, Nate and Riz about it. You know, of course, you guys were kind of like not really necessarily agreeing with how I felt about the the series ending and how the show was overall. But I still somewhat had some fun with it. Somewhat looking back, I I just yeah, it's kind of difficult because I can't necessarily say or agree that I think it's honestly maybe maybe the it's a nostalgia in me, but I don't really necessarily think that. The way they handle it here feel like kind of destruction levels for me, but that's only because that it, it was way more emotion for me during that time period as opposed to now, because my viewpoint is kind of different. Well, but if you guys feel that it's, if you guys view it differently, that's fine. I will not well, disregard that.
2: No, yeah. and this and this is kind of why I still say Countdown to Destruction is the best finale because of, <clears throat> dude. Nothing in the series can compare to when Andros was fighting Astronomer and Ecliptor in that final episode. Nothing. Nothing, Okay. Nothing nothing comes close to that.
3: No, I'm going to do one better. I'm going to do one better here, Pat. Nothing comes close to when Bolt steps out and says, I'm a power. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Man. That, that (sighs) moment to me, Trump's astronomer versus Andrews.
2: I mean, there's no wrong answer there, but man, countdown to destruction was such a good two-parter.
3: Yeah, but I, I will say,
1: but <laughs> uh, oh, when uh, we, but and I mean, just to say some this preview like. Riz's idea of it being just like Zato versus Master Zed, like that's kind it of a parallel that. to yeah. Down to Destruction, where we have the final battle where it's like Andros versus Asrama mm-hmm. slash Door. yeah, one on one, and then we have Zato do the other one.
3: Right, like, but I mean, even even though we didn't get that, again, like I said earlier, that's a minor nitpick to me And the yeah, grand film. yeah. Um, I I still would say this finale is in top five finales for the franchise. It is. I yeah. don't know where I would rate it because I can't.
2: I Countdown to destruction is definitely number one. Yeah.
3: Uh, time rate time forces finale is definitely still very high up there, like number two at the very least. I mean, Lightspeed to me, I think
2: is really good. Um, to me, I think... Lightspeed yeah, is really song. good.
3: Lightspeed is amazing, too. Yeah,
2: Lightspeed is a, ma- a good ending.
3: Oh, no, wait. I'm thinking Lost
1: Galaxy, actually. Nah, I mean, Lost Galaxy's finale is the, pretty good, but I yeah. wouldn't put it... Fate, down. I would, yeah. though. Fate of this Lightspeed
2: was a good ending. I thought S- I thought SPD had a really good ending.
3: I didn't really care for that one as much. I like Dino Thunder's Yeah, ending. me too. Yeah, me too. Um, I didn't really care about RPM that much. I think well, I think I understand. That, I, that, I get why.
0: Like, I had issues with that ending too, too, but that's just me. I uh,
1: J- Jungle Fury's ending, despite only being one episode, is actually really good. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. Jungle Fury, Jungle Fury has been the
3: best season we ever got. But and shoot, writers. I even
2: go. And, and shoot, I'd even say even though a lot of people don't like Mystic Force, I thought its ending was really good.
1: Dude. Oh, dude, absolutely! Yeah, love that ending. yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I would, but I mean, with me in the finales, it's like the countdown to destruction and the end of time are kind of in a league of their own. With the fate of Lightspeed just kind of barely, yeah, getting, possibly getting in there. Maybe I would put this in this territory, but I don't know. I'm I'm debating that in my head, it's... and I really don't know.
2: If if space and time forces are S tier, I would say Cosmic Fury would jump into A tier with light speed and whatever else you want to put in there.
1: I probably, but I would still say light. Uh, and I have a bit of bias toward Lightspeed's finale because I watched that as a kid to death. So maybe I'll, yeah. I put Lightspeed's finale ahead of this one. But and you'd be, we'd be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd still agree. I'd still I agree. This is. Lightspeed. I'd still agree, though, that this is a top five finale, probably, because yeah. I've always had, because uh, like when it comes to finales, I've always thought like I definitely want to put uh, Countdown to Destruction, uh, End of Time, and Fate of Lightspeed in there, but then I kind of struggle with some of the other ones. This is now like that fourth one that I would guarantee yeah. I would put in there. Yeah.
3: No, we need to really sit down and think about that more and like rank them, but yeah. not right now. But yeah,
2: yeah that's that's another um, podcast. <laughs> no, that's...
3: I'm, and that's why I'm giving this a ten out of ten.
2: Yeah. Same here.
3: Yeah, and so okay. Here, here's the other nitpick I have about this entire thing. Mm. I know Simon came out and said that uh, this takes place after Once and Always, but I honestly want this to take place before Once and Always. I do too. Yeah. So oh, here's my thinking for that. Billy, Billy might have been just out doing his space mm-hmm. escapades um, and just doing his own thing, hanging out with Mick, seeing the world. causing Fury, and he finds out that Zordon is in the grid, and he ends up just going on this hunt to find Zordon. And that leads to the events of once and always like i don't understand like people saying that billy went through all the stuff in once and always and went through cosmic fury and then he has hope now that ion made the reference to zordon that zordon's still out there i i don't know it almost kind of feels
0: like he didn't like learn his lesson not saying that it's not Bad that he he's still thinking about Zordon. It's not that it's just I feel like they did it backwards. They should have just had, like you said, they should have just done, you know, this be a prequel to Once and Always.
3: And then my other part of this that I didn't I didn't understand this, but Billy bases the entire reason for Zordon being out there still on the fact that. Ion hears him say, may the power protect you. But that's not something exclusive to Zordon, because Fern says that in season two. So, I don't understand. like, I I get what Billy's going for. But I feel like that's the thing that other people have said. In the, first I think it's thing. I think
2: it's because Ion specific. It's because they specifically knew he was inside of the morphing grid.
3: Yeah, I mean, like,
2: I guess who else who else that could reside in there would have would know what that phrase means.
3: Yeah, so I think, when I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I I also I also find it interesting and odd. That when they talk to the morphing masters about everything at the end, the morphing masters feel genuinely surprised that Zeta is a morphing master. And they also are surprised that there is some other being in the grid like Zordon living there. Like, it just tells me that the morphing masters are not the end-all be-all that we thought they were. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, again, these are not things that detract from my 10 out of 10, but this opens up so many questions that I don't know if we'll get an answer to now. Do you still want to give it a 10 out of 10? No, oh, no, I'm giving it a ten out of ten. There's no, there's no changing in the ten out of ten. Okay. But I, I'm just saying that we we have a lot of open ended questions that we're not going to resolve because the reboot's coming. Yeah. Up. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately.
3: And so it's unfortunate, like the fact that the reboot's coming up and leaves us with open ended questions is not something that would make this not a ten. Yeah. It's still a ten, but it. Could have been an eleven if we had some finalities to some of these things that we don't have finality on. What would you give it, Anthony? Okay. Yeah, I'm curious about this.
0: Judging by how everything came together, and I still have my nitpicks, it's not a ten for me. Honestly, it's not an eleven. It's not anything above. It's gonna be. It's gonna be down a big. But I will say this though. The only reason I'm not even giving this a score that I'm giving it right now is because, my God, that cosmic cannon is gas. It is so cool. Like, my God. Like, that cannon is amazing. <laughs> I miss when Rangers, even Sentai doesn't do this anymore, Where well, they just have a cannon, they have, a, like, a, like, a weapon, the individual weapons, and they combine them to a cool, cool weapon. Whether it's a sword, blaster, whatever. I like that. And Cosmic Fear gave me that. And I'm like, you know what? You guys get, get a bump up for that. So I'm going to give it a total of 8.
3: When's the last time we had a cannon like that? Because I'm thinking... Uh,
0: wait, uh, are you talking like as far as like uh, s- combinable weapons goes?
2: Or... Yeah. like I'm talking about like...
1: Um, RPM? Yeah. The, RPM had one? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Powers
0: wise,
1: right? Not not wise.
0: Right. Samurai. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Mega force.
2: Oh, no. a... Yeah, super mega force with the. Super. Well, I mega don't remember what it was. Think, okay, Galea Yeah. Where, with the whatever the heck it was called the in don't the... know.
1: Yeah. But that's just the key. That's not their. They don't have individual weapons like. Uh, uh, then
2: the, me, then mega
1: The Dino Charge Rangers could combine their weapons, but it wasn't a cannon.
2: Yeah, even though I fierce. count, I count. Uh, Jungle no.
3: Fury.
1: But yeah,
2: Jungle is
3: jump-
1: not a weapon. They, they they didn't a, a weapon so.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: So I yeah, it was probably Megaforce with the Mega Blaster. Interesting. All right, so we don't really have to talk. I mean, we've pretty much gone over the whole plot um, and, you know, what our thoughts are. Uh, we don't really have to talk about villains because, I mean, I mean, we've talked about Zed and how great he was. And, I mean, I, I think Riz kind of said everything we... Riz kind of said it best with the analysis on Brigilia I actually didn't think about that until now, so that was really brilliant. Um, what, what I think... Uh, we should do now is uh, each of us uh, go over uh, the Rangers. Uh, Amelia, Zato, Ollie, Izzy, Javi, Ion, Fern, and you know what? We can add Billy there if you guys want, but uh, each of us just go through our ranking, the rankings with uh, the characters, and uh, whoever wants to go first, go for I'm it. I'm not ranking Billy and Biff. Yeah, I'm not either. Okay, fair uh-huh. enough. Okay. But I'll,
2: rank, I'll rank the characters based off of the entire uh, Fury series, because... Yeah. Dino into Cosmic. Uh, I'll probably put Izzy at number one. Just She's one of my favorite female rangers of all time. She didn't really get as much to work with in Cosmic Fury as as I was hoping, but I I just love her as a character too much. Um, And then I'd probably put number two... Man, this is a tough. This is a tough cast to uh to rank. Um, I probably put. Ah, oh, crap! Names forgetting. I'm I'm slipping my names here. Um, Amelia Zeto. Amel- yeah, Amelia. I'd probably put Amelia at number two, and then Ollie, and then Javi. and then Zato. Ion, and then I probably I'm only putting Fern at the bottom because we didn't get as much time with her as we did the others. Yeah, it's not not necessarily that she's bad; it's just that we're not as familiar with her as the others.
3: That's fair. So they're
2: all they're all like like out of ten, I'd say they're all at least Mm -hmm. (laughs) eights.
3: So, for me, my list is kind of similar to you, Pat, except Amelia is my top, followed by Izzy. And that's only because... So, there's two things at play here for me. Amelia's at the number one spot because she is the main character of the Fury uh, series. But not only that, but her character journey from Dino Fury through Mm Cosmic Fury... She has evolved a lot. She went from being some little ghost hunter and you know, she was a great pink ranger, but she's like she was just a ghost hunter. Mm -hmm. She had like her little quirks and all that. But then she started whenever she and Ollie started having their relationship, um, that's when her character started turning around because she got more she got more multifaceted in her personality. Mm -hmm. because not only was she like looking for her parents and looking for the ghost and all that stuff but they spent a few episodes building up the ollie amelia relationship and then so when cosmic fury happens and she loses ollie to the dark side that sucks for her and through all of that grief she has to come to terms with the fact that zato ollie and javi are no longer in a state to be helpful, and she has to step up and be the leader that they need. And honestly, I know that you guys might say that Andrews had the highest stakes of all of the Reds, but I kind of think Amelia had higher stakes than Andrews. to be honest with y'all.
2: They're on comparable levels for sure. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. But I think Amelia had some insane... Hurdles to overcome as a red, mm. and those are things that I can never discount from her. Like, I don't want to say she's top five best red, but she's pretty damn close. Well, to it, man,
2: I I can say this much: I've always been trying to figure out who I would consider the second, third best female rangers behind Jen. Well, we've got them here.
3: Yeah, yeah. no, Amelia is the art of best after
2: yes, for sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm just struggling now to tell you. Is Amelia top five worthy or not? I just don't have the answer to that yet. Um,
2: she makes a good case.
3: She makes a really but, good case, but yeah, I have to go rewatch uh, some of my other contenders and see what I think of yeah. them now and in, in context. But, uh,
1: who would you put after Izzy Riz?
3: So Amelia, Izzy, Ollie, then. Ollie for obvious reasons that we've already been through multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, honestly, Zeto would be next on my list, which is a little bit different from you, Patrick.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's because Zeto has lost more than most people can ever dream of mm-hmm. while gaining more than anyone can dream of. Yeah. Like he's had the most dynamic scenes in character of anyone else. Like he's a person from 60 million years ago, and he lost his entire family and friends. He comes back, he's alone, finds Ion, finds his homeworld, his homeworld gets blown up, and then he finds more people from his planet. And then he dies. And he comes back to life as a as a ranger, and he's the morphing master and Homeboy has been through a lot. And a lot... I, I don't know. He he was a really good Red. Like I said earlier, he's a solid Red. But he's not top five to me. I can't make the case for him being top five as Red. Yeah. Um. So after him is Javi. Then Fern, then Ion. And that's not to say that Ion is bad because Ion is amazing right now in Cosmic Fury. But... Fern has that's been consistently good from Dino Fury until now, despite not having a lot of screen time.
1: Uh, you wanna go in next, Anthony? Were you done, Riz? Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Anthony.
0: Okay, um my my ranking's not gonna be as similar to y'all's because i I've been kind of viewing how the characters interact with each other and to, I know I this probably shock y'all, but like, actually, Izzy's not my third. Yeah,
3: is your third? Honestly, okay.
0: is most, and you probably probably disagree with this, and that's fine. I just, I just feel I had to say this. She's kind of get my nerves a little bit. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, she kind of get my nerves just a tiny bit.
3: No, I, I, yeah, I get it and my reason for putting her at number 2 is because of Dino Fury and Cosmic Fury as some Yeah, cuz but in the terms of Cosmic Fury dear Yes. God, I thought I am thought I was the only one cuz I was
0: worried like y'all would be like No, oh, I, was, you, I was a little, you know, that type of thing.
3: No, I didn't I didn't care for her um I understand why she's overprotective at Fern. I get it. Yeah. But Man, it bugged it me bugged too
0: because it's like it's like you, oh. it's like she just assumes that, like, yeah, I, I understand that she wants to protect Fern, and I get that. If we had a loved one that was stuck with us in space and we couldn't get back home, I we'd have that the same way. But the saints,
3: you, you know, when I you know what made me like get aggravated what? the most, Anthony, it's the moment when they're on that mm-hmm. planet and yep. they're stranded and they want to go out and forest for food and get the lay of the land and Fern wants to go with the sea step foot on a new That's planet. That's it right there. And, and Izzy kind of gets...
0: Go ahead, say it.
3: <laughs> she gets a little arrogant about the fact that she's a ranger and she can protect fern when she has powers but without powers, she can't protect ferns like i don't mind her saying that but the attitude that came with it i was like okay izzy you gotta get that step off your I mean, Really? but still like the, the some cumulative measure of izzy is still fantastic to me overall but what's the rest of your rankings, Anthony? Yeah, I wanna what's your Oh, one? okay. <laughs> I know you're number three, but I don't know you're number one. What the heck, man?
0: It's still Amelia, surprisingly. Cause she's she's, she's okay. been consistent. Nah, I'll man. give her that. It's gonna this is gonna sound crazy, but I'm putting Ollie as my second. And that's only because well, that's of the It's sort of crazy because he's he had this sort of like father-son thing. With Zed the whole time, I'm just and I'm just like yeah, yeah. Like I'm like hold up, like is is Zed trying to be like you know all these like surrogate father here, like like what yeah, like what's going on here? Like I was enjoying that because like
3: he, you know what What? that reminded me of. Have you ever seen the movie Hook?
0: I did see Hook. Yeah, oh, I love Hook. Okay, you
3: know uh robin william's son that's jack yeah jack, jack 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 and hook's relationship it's very dead and ollie like to
0: yeah. me yeah i would say i disagree with it yeah i can agree with that it's very similar
1: yeah so who's after Izzy? uh let's
0: Anthony. see javi um okay. I kind of want to do like how you did Riz cuz like I did like Fern and I'm only putting Ion last only because I no, know I'm skipping one. I will put Zato bef- then it's then Fern and then uh, Ion. Because right. like I guess like like you said it's not Ion's not dead last because he's a bad character. It's just that's just how I want to rank him because honestly he he still improved. He's actually improved a lot. From the first two seasons, to be honest with you, I still have issue. It's not yeah. really an issue with the performance. It's more or less the ADR, but it's because because it, it sounds like I don't know what it is about the way he sounds as far as like ADR sounds, but he sounds like he's like phoning his lines in, and I'm not sure it's, it's. I don't think it's his fault. Who, is the actor's fault at all. I don't think so. Who
3: yeah. who do you think was phoning the lines?
0: I'm in? trying to think. It's like oh, no, I'm sorry. I just I feel like maybe they just want him to sound. I guess I don't know. It just don't sound natural when he talks sometimes.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Maybe I'm
0: crazy. I, maybe I'm just crazy. I don't know. Like I,
3: I mean, yeah. that's a given.
0: But blame the ADR guys. <laughs> that's all I gotta say.
1: <laughs> uh, for me, uh, so I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm done. you done, Anthony. Uh, I'm going to put Izzy as number one. Uh, I mean, okay, first of all, I'm just going to say this. Izzy is my number two favorite, is, in my opinion, the number two best Green Ranger of all time. The non-sixth, by the way. So I'm not, I'm actually not putting Tommy as number one. I actually Vander? have... Uh, no, I, I, and maybe it's because I have a bit of bias toward <laughs> him, but I actually have Joel... From okay, that's fair. Rescue that's as fair. number one. I was gonna get on your case, uh, Nate. I was I thought, gonna get
0: on your case almost. I was like, wait, you better
1: come up with somebody better. Well, who
0: did you think? <laughs> Say what?
3: Who did you think? Uh, cool, no, because, because
0: think? like he, because he, he had said that he, he was biased towards Xander, and I was like, wait a minute, now you better have somebody better to to to, to help with that because I was gonna get on you.
1: <laughs> now I I, I just uh, the reason why I'm biased towards Joel is just because I think he's a really well developed character who undergoes oh, yeah. change, so, I mean, Joel, Joel, in my opinion, is just great, but I still put Izzy as number two, and honestly, like, I get what you guys are saying, that you guys are kind of annoyed at how, how she was in this, but I honestly didn't mind, I mean, I get where she's coming from, so... I, I mean, I get what you're saying, and I'm sympathetic to it. No,
0: no, you don't. Like I said, we're we're tied to our own opinions. We're not saying that you're wrong for how you. We're wrong for how we feel. You're not wrong for how you feel. You're not right. It's just, it's, it's how we feel.
3: You
1: know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she's my number two Green Ranger, and I mean, part of me really wants to put her ahead of Joel, but that's a debate I'm gonna have in my head. But no, she's better than Joel. How dare you? Let me stop. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll put Ali after that just because I really thought that his arc was, uh, really great throughout this. Um, I'm definitely going to put Amelia there. Uh, I, I would honestly put Amelia, if I'm looking at her from like a pink perspective, like she's a top five pink for sure. Uh, is she, she might honestly, well, okay. Maybe, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'd put. Like, I mean, number two would probably be Carone in my opinion, but uh well, okay. Number one, we can all agree is Jen, so
2: that's um, the only exactly. correct answer to that question. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: um, after that, I'm I'll put uh, I'm gonna put uh, Zato just because you know he I I really liked his evolution and all that um, and what he's going through and just how brave and selfless he was. Um, I really liked hobby here. Uh, you know, really great character. I'm putting him behind Zato. And I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think we mentioned this, like not only him losing his arm is bad, like bad for him, but like they kind of, I love how they integrate his hobby with like wanting to play guitar in the back. Cause it's more personal for him there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put Ion after that just because I think he was a much better character. And I honestly liked I, – I didn't mention this before, but, like, I liked how he kept, you know, mourning that his cafe had to shut down. Because I always like it in – both in Power Rangers and in Super Sentai where, like, they try to make it a bit personal. Like, okay, I know that this is a bad example, but, like, when – in the g Ranger finale they're saying okay we're gonna save the world so that like this child can uh, see this or something okay may- okay maybe that's not the best example but like there's they do that in like Abba Ranger with uh, you know Abba red and his uh, and this little girl that he's taking care of who he's related to like it's not just saving the world because it's to save the world it's to make it a more personal thing and I love how ions cafe is li- is like that personal thing to him. Really liked him. And I don't want to put Fern last because that makes it seem like I hate Fern as a character. I don't. She's a great character. But I wish that she had more time to shine as a Ranger outside of her debut episode. And still a great character. And honestly, if they do decide that they don't want to do the reboot and just bring this cast back, which I mean, yes, you should absolutely bring this cast back for one more season if you want to do that. But, like, I want to see more of Fern. And I know that none of you guys wanted to rank Billy, and I I respect that. I'm not going to rank Billy here, but I'm going to say this. This season cemented Billy as being the best Blue Ranger of all time. in my Oh, opinion. No, that, that was a never a question. So, I mean, in the past, I put Sky ahead of him, but yeah, he's he's still loves Sky. Sky is a great Blue Ranger, but Billy is in a Facts. league of his own. I'll
0: never disagree you on that.
3: Billy is super S tier, Sky yeah. is S tier. Or if you yeah. want to get real technical about it, Billy is super mega ultra S tier. Not super mega
0: ultra awesome.
3: <laughs> no, we never had, we never had a ranger team with. the Oh, word you awesome you anymore.
0: you didn't get the reference. Yeah. It was a reference from something. It was from Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm. Bridge.
3: Or you know what? You know what? He's he's the tier above S tier now. It's cool, cool, cool.
1: Um, so let's give our closing thoughts each in our final grade for the season now, guys.
2: If this really is where the current era of Power Rangers ends, I think they ended it on a pretty high note. I mean, I've already said my piece on it. It, it brought me back to watching in space when I was a kid again. And I, I, I just love this season. Like, it, it Dino Fury and Cosmic Fury together is like a top five season to me in the whole series. So, uh, I, I'd give Cosmic Fury a nine and a half. Easy.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm going with a go nine and a half for the season as well. Um, this season... I don't know, man. Between the soundtrack the visual effects, the character development. And one thing, I I just have to say it, okay? Like, I'm so angry that we have this screen actors strike going on right now. And not because I don't support the strike, but because we can't celebrate with the actors how amazing they did online. Like I don't know if y'all I know Nate, you're not on uh Twitter, but Hunter Dano for the thirty days leading up to Cosmic Fury's release would every day tweet the single number of how many days left. No other mention of Cosmic Fury, but just her
2: her enthusiasm was (laughs) infectious.
3: Dude, and and like you know that little uh, emoji of, like, the eyes that are kind of tearing up mm-hmm. that people use a lot? Mm-hmm. When Amelia was given all the praise, like, y- Girl, you deserve to be read. Look at all the stuff you've done for us. It's a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see Hunter's... So before the strike, Hunter had thrown out that emoji quite a bit. With her becoming the Red Ranger. like She had that emoji a lot. And seeing that emoji on her real life face. In that scene. Mm -hmm. That hit me in a different way. And it makes me so angry. That I can't celebrate. And see her tweets. Of how happy she is with what she's done. Because her performance is something to really celebrate. In my opinion. Like she really sold me on it. I had my doubts in the beginning a little bit, only because it's weird to have the red scenes like that midway. But honestly, it was just really organic. And I, I just really want to celebrate with Hunter. Like, yeah, I'm hoping yeah. she comes to Atlanta next year. Because I, I got to give her the biggest hug in the world. <laughs> but th- that's my closing thoughts, guys.
1: And what are you giving it out of ten?
3: Nine point five. I already said that.
1: Oh yeah, sorry about that.
3: Uh, Anthony, hmm.
0: I'll give it overall eight. Like I said, it's not it's not my okay. best. It's not like, and that's, and I'm being very generous when I'm giving I'm giving it an eight. I could have gave it like a seven point five, but I was like, nah, it deserves an eight. So.
1: Anything else
0: you want? Oh, no, to Oh, I said my piece already about everything I that, that had issues oh, okay. with, and you know my ranting, which I pull, I really appreciate y'all for like appreciate that rank that that um, rant of mine because like I know for some parent reason my <laughs> the audio of me sounding louder is like hurting y'all's ears, and I really apologize for that. I don't know what's
1: going on with my mic system, so cool, yeah. no yeah. big deal, man. And, uh, for me, uh, I'm giving it a nine, you know, I, I have issues with it, but I mean, there's a reason why I originally went into this only wanting to watch five episodes to having to watch all 10 and like one sitting, like this kept me wanting to come back and watch it, which is something that a Toku show has not done for me for a while. Like I, I, I can't really, I mean, I can't really remember the last uh, Sentai, but I've, well, okay, I definitely felt that way when I watched, uh, you know, Time Ranger and Abba Ranger, but that was like several years ago before I started watching the older Sentais. Where, um, well, no, Flashman gave me that feeling, but, uh, but not as much as this one, and that that's why I'm giving it a nine out of ten. I mean, it's it's got issues, but the good stuff is just too damn good, and that's why I'll um that's why i love it and it you know it gave i kind of i would probably i don't know if i'd put this in my top five but it'll definitely be in my top 10 like it it it's got issues that'll bog it down but it still did a lot of great things and this if this really is the end of where of the original continuity i'm fine with it in the same way that like i mean i really hate to plug in <laughs> risen Mind's other podcast, but like in terms of Star Wars with like the original trilogy, I have issues with Return of a Jedi, but it's still a really great ending and it, it's a great way to wrap everything up. This is like Return of a Jedi to me. Is it is it perfect? No. Does it have issues? Yes, but it's still a very solid ending and I still love it.
3: You take that back. Return of Does Jedi is
1: perfect. <laughs> okay. Let's save that for when we do Return of a Jedi and the Jedi Squadron. <laughs> But, yeah, I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. And right. I want to thank Simon Bennett for giving this to us. And Hasbro, I don't know what the future holds for Power Rangers. But, like I said on my blog, like, for now, I just want to enjoy the fact that we just got a damn good season.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one last thing, and we'll I'll do the preview to uh, close this out. But um, I, I'd just have to put this in a podcast and say it if we somehow get a season 31 in the same continuity, I wouldn't mind this team returning one more time, mainly to see some of these plot points that we're talking about and how to get resolved. Yeah. But, um, with that said, uh, this has been a long overdue cosmic theory review. Um, Apologies for that, be it taking a bit longer, but uh, coming up from us next, we're going to be doing the first two seasons of the audio drama, they'll be coming out. Yep. We have the King Odes there, next installment of that review series as well. Probably going to drop that before the audio drama season one and two reviews, and then after that, we're going to get to Nate's personal favorite Sentai, Time Ranger. So we got a lot of good stuff to close out the year, and I'm really excited for where we're going next. Yeah. But uh, with that, I'm going to steal Nathan's final line, because why the heck not? Go ahead. Go um, for it. You guys are awesome. Thanks for uh, listening. And we'll see you all next time. And made a power protect, y'all.